listening to the Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast with Chris Dempsey. Welcome to the Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast. My name is Chris Dempsey. If you're interested, you can reach us at wouldn'titbecoolpodcast.com. Um, you're about to listen to my very first podcast. And... Um, we had a good time. I spoke with Annie Wagner today. Uh, I chose her as my first guest. I feel as though I made a good first choice. She was perfect. She illustrates the um, the uh, the the vibe of this podcast perfectly. So uh, you can reach Annie Wagner at anniewagner.com. You probably can still get her at corenourishment.com. And that's it. Enjoy the show. Just like that. All right. All righty then. Well, um, so you're going to be the first person on the Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast. I love it. Woohoo. Um, so I was thinking that you would be a perfect person to help me introduce the podcast. Um, because the podcast is, um, I keep dealing with people trying to explain what it is. And as you recall, it took a long email to explain that. So I'm trying to find my my 30 second elevator speech. Um, not that that's that important, but um, so wouldn't it be cool? Podcast is about um, you know, in a nutshell, living uh, authentically, living to. I've sort of come up with these four pillars, and the four pillars are food, um, movement or activity, and passion and compassion. And through my um, journey, I've sort of uh, um, pinpointed those as crucial elements to living like a healthy physically and spiritually life, right? Mm -hmm, definitely. And um, you, well, I should introduce you too, and you are a perfect um, uh, illustration of these pillars, right? Thank you, Chris. So this is Annie Wagner. And I printed out some stuff about you. I went to your website because <laughs> uh -oh. um, I, I can just um, garner some stuff from this. But so Annie is a yoga instructor, a bar instructor, right? Mm -hmm. A nutrition coach, life coach, mm -hmm. right? And in your education training, there's tons of stuff. Um, you've done your your 40 hours, your 200 hours, your 40 hours, you've got, you know, yoga, yoga training. Uh, I don't know what still point prenatal yoga is, but I. Yeah. The woman who, Avantika, who designed that teacher training at still point was the name, is the name of her, her business. So it was. Oh, still point's the name of the business. Yeah. So oh, okay. still point. And then the prenatal was a prenatal yoga teacher training. Oh, cool. Nice. And, um, Buddha baby. Similar? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a woman from New York City came up. and Yeah, yeah. and that's also like um, pre-birth yoga? Um, no, actually um, postnatal. Oh, cool. Postnatal, yeah. Awesome. 
Um, and then the Institute of uh, Integrative Nutrition Health Coach. That was something that I kind of looked into, too. Um, I think you got a lot out of that, as I recall. Yeah, that's where I be. Um, I got my certification to become a mind-body nutrition coach. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. A great program. Um, and the Pilates certification. Um, but mo- And when I met you, you had um, yoga instruction mm-hmm. certifications, but you also had, um, but you didn't have nutrition. Not yet. Right? Right. But you were still doing it. Yes. Which I found really interesting because I, I sort of live the same way. Like, mm-hmm. I can do this. It's kind of what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to do is reach people um, and say through my experience and my lifestyle that, um, that I've sort of found this thing and I can help you find it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of battle a little bit with... Um, this is actually a huge conversation because it's like I battle with um, what gives me the right, hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What gives me the um, the authority to say or do. And I try to, um, so I, I sort of, that's like an inner dialogue mm-hmm. battle that I have mm-hmm. um, with, uh, well, I've done it. I live it. I think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of my own homework and due diligence. And so, and I feel like that's kind of what you did with nutrition mm-hmm. um, and then decided I can help people and I don't necessarily buy into that I have to have that certification or I have to have um, obviously you can get different when people's health and lives are on the risk you know what I mean mm-hmm. are you you mean you're referring specifically to having specific certifications beyond your life experience yeah. to give you more what you said authority to help guide these people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a combination um, and it's really how you deliver it. It's not saying like, I don't, and I don't mean to cut into your, no, no. <laughs> your introduction. Um, I really think it depends on how you're sharing your passion and you're, you know, not coming across as this is the right way right. yet. You're just simply sharing from your life experience, which I think is one of the most powerful ways we can influence someone else and help them to think a little bit differently, um, challenge them and, and inspire them to try something in a different way. And then it's sort of asking, do you want to come along? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's guiding. It's not necessarily, yeah, everyone has freedom of choice. Yeah. So, um, so I sort of came up with this, wouldn't it be cool as in, um, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if we all ate, well, as you know, my, my vibe is plant-based. So, um, the point of this podcast is not to change everyone to plant-based, mm-hmm. I assure you, but, um, it, that is my, that's my thing. So wouldn't it be cool if everyone ate super healthy and the, the impact of that is, uh, more wide reaching than just your health. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then wouldn't it be cool if everyone took care of their bodies and, and felt good because I've felt the benefits of that too, where, where when you feel strong and healthy, you feel empowered, right? Definitely. And you feel uh, confident, like you can, you can do anything. And that, and that sort of escalates. You know, there's the person that gets up off the couch for the first time, sort of empowers themselves, and they begin that journey. But then there's someone who, um, you know, uh, completes an Ironman and says, I rock, like I rule, like I can do anything, mm-hmm. right? So, and then... Um, 
And then passion is, you know, if you live your life passionately, if you follow your dreams and you don't give up on yourself and you don't tell yourself you shouldn't or can't Mm -hmm. because it won't pay the bills or because I'll be a starving artist or whatever. Um, And then compassion kind of speaks for itself. So live compassionately and, Mm -hmm. and, um, um, that's, that's been an interesting one for me, um, uh, I, I think they all tie together, but that was an interesting one for me with food. Food, when, when I went on my food journey, um, compassion was something that I really didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Not that I wasn't a compassionate person, mm-hmm. but um, seeing, um, really feeling like, oh, wow, it, it matters to be compassionate. And um, it's. do you remember that you were the first person I saw? Mm-hmm. after my uh, my turning point. I do. I, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this. Um, it was the day I declared mm-hmm. I'm never eating animals again. Yeah. And, uh, and I walked down the street. I was shell-shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I bet you literally saw it on my face. And I was just I like, witnessed that, yes. Yeah, I walked down the street. And she's, you're like, how are you? And I was like, uh, I don't really know, actually. Like, I'm like looking <laughs> around like, I really don't know. I'm, I'm crazy right now because of mm-hmm. what i just saw i watched that um, documentary earthlings mm. and earth i had already done plenty of due diligence i had seen you know forks over knives mm-hmm. and um i had i had learned about the um um health benefits i learned about the um uh, i was beginning learning about the um environmental impacts but then this one was the animal yeah it was all about the animals and it was like wow and mm. i'm not ne- i haven't really been like you know I haven't felt this desire to save the puppy. I like, I like dogs. I like cats. It's all good. But I had this little element of like, I could sort of take them or leave them too. I mm-hmm. wasn't mean to them, mm-hmm. but I just was like, eh. And, um, but after seeing Earthlings, it was like, oh my God. Mm. But it really made me, it, it as much made me sick what was happening to animals as it did make me um, sick what we do to animals. Mm-hmm. So what we do. So I was really disgusted by us. Mm-hmm. You know, I just needed to get off that train, something fierce. Mm. And Earthlings was unbelievably vivid and um, point blank. It was yeah. crazy. It was yeah. wild. It was really wild. Hmm. So that began my compassion journey. Um, and then, not and then, but also... Um, I have been a coach for many years. So mm-hmm. I coach a lot of different sports. And so I've dealt with kids a lot, um, as well as raising two amazing kids. Um, so I've always, I don't know, at the risk of sounding arrogant, um, I have like a, a knack, a gift with kids. Like I, I connect with them and they connect with me and I'm able to reach them. And um, I, I, gained genuine bonds and friendships with kids over the years like kids I coached many many years ago are now like you know almost 30 years old and we're still friends they're still in my phone you know mm-hmm. so and now my daughter my youngest is um, a junior in high school so I'm still in contact with some young people but I'm not coaching young people anymore but so I'm still in contact with them and raising her and him trying to reach them with this stuff kind of helped me come to this like podcast and this idea. Hmm. So the idea was that the idea of the podcast is introducing these four pillars, food, movement, passion, compassion. Mm -hmm. And then the, the ultimate goal is to 
and I'm still forming this. I'm sort of hesitating because this is all forming in mm-hmm. my mind as we as we go through it. Um, but it's to it's to ultimately reach kids. I want to reach kids with this goal, and so podcasts are sort of long form, and kids aren't really digging long form right now. They need things in three to thirty second bits short bursts yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and they get it i get it i get it i get it mm. they don't need you know two hours but um so how do you reach them with this message so i i sort of came to the conclusion i was like if we could just raise kids and this is the way i feel like i'm raising my kids and i'm absolutely sure you're raising yours the same way mm. um if we could raise them under these four pillars mm-hmm. if we could have kids in school being taught by people that wrap their heads around this concept and, and parents raise their kids wrapping their heads around this concept. We'd be raising kids that exercise for fun and that eat healthy food because they um, enjoy it as well as believe in it. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then, um, and then if we encourage them to follow their dreams and, and nurture their passions right definitely compassion would just fall in line mm-hmm. you know it, it, like compassion can be learned but it, it's it's also it, it would just fall in line so we'd be raising these kids that are fit they eat well they understand why they eat well and they follow their dreams and they're kind to one another we're gonna be raising like people that have the potential to save the world because mm-hmm. that was the mm-hmm. ultimate thing it was like okay so how are we going to save the world collective energy yeah. yeah you know what i mean so definitely. collective energy is right because we can you that's just going to happen mm-hmm. you're going to get a group of like as as that little pod of young people understand this grows and grows and grows mm-hmm. and grows you're just going to get this you know amazing effect of yeah. people caring and people trying hmm. and then they're going to you know they're just going to do it they're going to want to do it it's pretty it's compelling to me yeah it's beautiful and it also is you know our generation or people who are raising their kids or wanting to raise their kids in that way are taking ownership of their lives. And, um, that's the other beautiful aspect. It's, it's kind of collective flow of energy back and forth and by role modeling, by taking care of themselves and all those pillars, they're getting healthier as well. So it's changing the epigenetics of, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I guess the, uh, the um the trick is or the battle i should say actually is is how many are doing that hmm. you know what i mean cuz i think i feel like we live in kind of a i know we do we like we live in this little pocket mm. new england is like a little pocket of um enlightenment is a is a luxurious word for it but um it's once you leave new england it thins out, I fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. whole Trump campaign is proving that uh, yeah. pain, painfully. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, that's, that, yeah, that's something to, that, that's kind of the idea, you know, mm-hmm. of, the, of mm-hmm. the podcast and of the wouldn't it be cool. Like, let's just spread, 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 spread this stuff out and see what happens. I love it, Chris. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it's cool. Thank you. Um, so I feel like that's, that's a, a decent introduction of the of the podcast and the concept. Um, and so why you fit so well is that in my observation, um, you embody these <clears throat> you embody these pillars. you know you are fit, you work out, 
um, as well as try to help people get fit and work mm-hmm. out. And then you eat well. You eat as clean as you can. You mm-hmm. make it your life passion, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're following your dreams. You know, yeah. you're, you're following your passion. And, um, and obviously, clearly, you're one of the most compassionate people I know. Mm, thank you, Chris. Um, and as well as don't be fooled by the look of Annie Wagner. She's a beast <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> I've worked out with Annie. Just mildly competitive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was actually explaining it to Leah this morning. I was like, she's just this beast. She's like a you know animal in the gym. And I said, it's, it's she's very competitive, but it isn't. But I didn't. I never felt like you were competitive with me. You're mm-hmm. watching me, but you're competitive with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're definitely. Just, yeah, you're just, yeah. You want to work hard. Yeah, and <laughs> you do. I mean, you and I had some workouts that were um, just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the yeah. gym for afternoons. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, I. <laughs> I every, loved those. I was yeah. like, all right, today's going to be the day I beat Chris. <laughs> yeah, every... <laughs> and I, I, mine was like, today's the day I'm not going to drop dead trying to like keep up <laughs> with Annie. Um, hmm. So tell us a little what you do. You're also a mom of two. Yeah, I would... I would yeah. When I think about myself, that's the first thing that pops in my mind yeah. is being a mom of, of two incredible kids. Mm. So Super cuties. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, they're my they're they're my greatest teachers. And actually, um, when I reflect back on my journey, they're the ones that hold me most accountable and keep me really clear in my path of living my purpose and my dreams and and role modeling and being the healthiest that I can. Yeah. So it's you know definitely for them um, and for myself, so that I can yeah. show up in this life and and be. Yeah, the most authentic yeah. and strong and vibrant is, for them and, yeah, for yeah. the rest of my work. Which is interesting, not to disrupt your flow, but it's really, um, it's that's intriguing to me and that's why you're such a great example of this stuff is because to follow your passion sometimes is really hard. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, like, I don't, Leah gets on me, I'm trying to find another term for single mom because you're not like a single mom, like you're, the, the dad is in their life. Very much so, yeah. Know? So you're not like a yeah. single mom. and Yeah. Um, but you do, you're solely responsible mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and that's a battle and that's what stops people in their tracks a lot. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's what stops people from being, from them thinking that they're able to follow their passion. Yeah. And that's like a big, big obstacle for people, period. I deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big, oh, it's a big battle for me. It's like, I, I have a job and I make money at it. Mm. So I have to go do it. Right. But right. it's not what I want to do. Right. It's not where I want to be. Yeah. So that's a, it's, I've found it to be a super impressive thing about you that, mm. that you're just like, nope moving forward, mm-hmm. keeping a really positive mindset, like it'll be okay, mm, it'll be okay. You. And yeah. very aware that this is teaching my kids what I want them to know. Mm, yeah, you and know? I've definitely, I mean, I've been there, I've definitely ebbed and flowed in and out of that. Oh, sure. um, you know, because, yeah, uh, becoming single um, was financial, like the the negative of that was really just the financial distress. And yeah. yet, ironically, that's when, um, when I I was still going through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition at that time, um, that's when core nourishment birthed was was when I became you know and again I agree with Lee I don't like to use the word I don't really use the word single mom but yeah. when I became um, on my own I I had I channeled any energy that I did have um, when I wasn't being mom to Jack and Sadie and yeah. and working my other jobs like to really fueling my business because I felt like there was um, it was 
it was diving deeper into my own soul and and me inquiring like what is it that I really want to do with my life and and in this world um, while I'm here and for Jack and Sadie and um, it helped me connect to my own like spirit again because I kind of lost a little bit of myself. So yeah, so it's yeah, and there have been times where I've picked up other side jobs to help support or, or I've had that thought of okay, I simply need to be a responsible mom and go get a full-time job, have benefits, pay the bills. Like that will, will that, will that decrease stress so that I'm more mm. present with Jack and Sadie or, or will doing that um, actually zap my spirit and my yeah, passion? You know, so I, I've wavered in and out of that. Um, <laughs> sure. But, um, but now I always come back to kind of staying clear on this path because I so love what I do. And I think that, um, I love to help inspire other people to continue to do things that they love in their life. We have constant choices and yes, challenges when it comes to money is a big one for a lot of people um, I work with as well. But if we're not engaging in pleasure in what we do, then then it's actually going to cause more stress on our body, physically, mentally, emotionally, mm. spiritually. Yeah, and I think something you probably tune into as well is I hear a lot about... Um, the concept of ha- happiness being from serving and helping mm. and a huge part of your job is just helping people yeah. and serving people and making yeah. other people feel good. And, and uh, so I feel, and I, and I feel that too. And mm. I hear about it a lot in podcasts I listen to or stuff I've read. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's huge. It's, yeah. like, it's one of the, um, you know, one of the uh, ingredients to happiness. Definitely. Consistent ingredients. To I like that you use that word. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Is that, you know, I help, I serve. It helps us to get out of our own, you know, bubbles sometimes when, when, I mean, as humans we do, we get stuck in our own clouds at times, but if we can pull ourselves out and put our energy into supporting and helping to lift someone else up, it can also ignite our own passion and spirit again. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. Just had this funny image of like that cloud following <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That it's, and it's like, it's here and it's heavy and it's dark and then it mm. kind of lifts off your head and just mm. gets further and further behind you and wispier and wispier, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Funny. Yeah. Um, so what else? Describe like what you do more. Yeah. So um, I've played around with different ways to what I call myself, uh, but I like it kind of land on mind, body, nutrition coach. Um, I'm not a registered dietitian or nutritionist. The certification I, I got through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition is holistic health coach is mm-hmm. how, what they really call um, what the title you're kind of left with. Um, but I, I love to weave in the mind body piece because to me that's, I mean, I think back to when I was a child, but I have always felt like this just strong connection between the way I think and the way I feel to my physical body. Um, and I've just always been really curious about that. And I feel really grateful for the family I grew up in because my mom is a, grief and loss therapist and mm. we would sit around our dinner tables <laughs> at night after school and instead of talking about politics um it would be like so um like on a scale of one to ten like what are you feeling right now or like you know rate your joy and like we just talk about feelings you know and at times my brothers and I would just roll our eyes like oh gosh I don't want to talk about how I feel right now but, and yet <laughs> we look back and we're so grateful because it really oh yeah like we feel like we really were able to tune in to um Anyway, our feelings and it's a little seed planted. and communication, yeah, around yeah. you know our differences and and what we say or, or our energy, how it impacts one another, and you know we all took the Myers Briggs test to understand each other. It was hilarious. So I have a lot of gratitude for that, and I feel like it um, kept me curious about psychology. And I was a psychology major in college, and knew that I had such a passion for um, healing and listening to others and holding space for people. 
um, helping to be a mirror, to mirror back mm. other people's strength and um, wanting them to tap into that more. I was always kind of in my friends, like I would li- be kind of the one people would come to um, with their challenges and I would just listen. And um, so I knew I wanted to do that, which led me to work with adolescents. And um, I was thought at one point I wanted to do outdoor education. So I did a lot of wilderness therapy stuff. So for me, there was then this connection to spirit, spirituality out in nature, which is where I feel the most alive and um, connected to spirit. Yeah. Um, so that all led to, yeah, wanting to, to continue with adding the yoga, the movement, having been an athlete. Um, and the one piece that felt like it was missing, especially after having kids and learning that certain foods were not agreeing with me. And, and when I was breastfeeding, like how foods were affecting Jack mm. and Sadie was the nutrition side. So it was really cool to go through that program. And I chose that program because I loved, I loved the fact that their whole thing was not about necessarily, yes, what's on the plate is really important and clean eating. And we studied, you know, over a hundred different dietary theories, um, but it was really about primary food. And I just did, I think you saw my recent video I did yeah, about yeah. primary food. Yeah. Um, but that is the essence of, of life. Like that, like when you, and so basically what is primary food? Primary food is everything that feeds your soul um, and your spirit and, and gives you vitality that's not on your plate. So um, the activities you choose to do and, and your pillars are, are excellent under this. It's like movement. Um, and are you doing things, are you moving in a way that gives you joy or is that a punishment looking at that? Mm. Um, are you, um, you know, are, do you have a spiritual practice or do you meditate? Um, you know, what, in what ways do you slow down and kind of dive within and maybe you journal, maybe it's gratitude practice. How are your relationships? Are you in relationships that serve you and enhance you or, are they more stressful? They, do they deplete you? Um, and then your your level of activity I talked about. Um, and then your work. We already talked about that. But are you doing work in your life that ignites you and, and gives you um, positive energy and, and passion, as you talk about? Yeah. Um, so it's help, trying to help people look at those nutrients and those ingredients in their life um, and lower their stress levels by kind of taking inventory and looking at those things. And it's not saying that we can't ever have like a relationship that's challenging or it's not about perfection in any way, but it's helping people to start to really be conscious of their choices in all these areas. Just aware. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, then look at your diet and, and, you know, look at different ways to um, listen to your body because everyone's body is different. It's all bio-individual. There's no one right diet that works for, for everyone. And yes, plant-based eating is one of the, the healthiest um, options for sure. Um, but learning to look at like, is the food that I eat nourishing me and fueling me or is it um, creating more stress and acidity right. in the body and is my digestive system off? Um, and the reason why we look at that almost secondary, we call it secondary food to the primary food is because if someone is eating really clean, um, but they're so stressed out in all the other areas in their life, their body is not going to absorb those nutrients properly and they're not going to be able to digest them. Their metabolism is actually going to slow down. Um, they're, they're not going to, going to gain from the benefits of those nutrients in the most optimal way. And you're, you're saying that you've learned that because um, you're from stress? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a direct relationship. Um, so from my own experience, I've learned that as well as um, through all the different clients I've worked with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that, that ties into what I was thinking while you were speaking about um, 
the uh, you know beating yourself up while you're moving. So because some people work mm-hmm. out to you know for you know in quotation marks the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oh, they're definitely. working out to, because of what the scale says, etc. Those kind of thoughts. Like when I had the gym, it was ran into it all the time. People would you know they tell me they weigh themselves three times a day. Mm. Yeah. So you're working out for the wrong reason. You right. Well, I mean? they're defining themselves and their um, their measure of success and and um, health by that number, but that number doesn't right. doesn't measure their right. level of gratitude right. and joy. And that just life. adds the stress. That's, right. what, I'm, that's totally. what I'm suggesting too. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're just you're you're not enjoying. You're Mm-mm. not doing because you're enjoying. So the same, I can I can picture the same thing around food. So if you're you know if you've decided to eat this way and it's for you know the the not sort of um, authentic reasons, you know, or the real reasons or the healthy reasons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then you're going to, yeah, you know, you're going to sort of be battling this stress while you're eating. Well, I can't eat that. Mm, Cause it, then yeah. I think that, right. Then, then it becomes about what you can't eat, not what you can eat. Yeah. I work, there are a lot of my clients who are, you know, who would come to me saying I'm an emotional eater. And, and my response is, well, and I get this a lot from one of my favorite mentors, Mark David. He's the founder of the Psychology of Eating Institute out in Boulder, Colorado. But he talks a lot about this. Well, we're all emotional eaters. We bring emotion to the table. Mm. Think about our culture and, well, other you know countries as well. But so much happens around food, you know, whether it's celebrations or funerals or mm-hmm. um, events. And, and there's just food. Is, and we bring emotion to the table. It's okay. Yes, we all are emotional eaters. But if you're going to food to... Um, avoid or to soothe or because you're so stressed, I'm going to have my two glasses of wine and eat this chocolate. You know, those are all, you know, it's totally okay once in a while. It's not say, I don't like to say bad or good, but it's learning to really tune into um, and be mindful. You talk about mindful eating, you know, it's the the mindfulness behind all of this and um, how, how important that is to tune in and, and slowly. And, and the thing I love about my training and my approach is, it's helping people look at, you know, what they're adding in to help crowd out the food, the behaviors, the patterns that don't serve them anymore, as opposed to the restrictive mindset of, okay, I can't, I can't eat this. I'm not going to eat, you know, and, and the word I can't is interesting too. I just mm. had a conversation with um, a group who was doing my whole foods cleanse recently. And, and my intention around my cleanse is all about um, shifting lifestyle. It's not to be a yo-yo diet where someone jumps on, they do, they do it for 10 days and then they go right back to doing what they're doing before because that's not, that's not the goal. That's not the intention right. is to help them again, tune in on a much deeper level and, um, and be adding like self care and all different levels to it. But a woman said, you know, I love, I love that I was thinking about how often I want to say while I'm doing this cleanse, you know, someone, you know, I guess her husband was sweet and had just by habit made her a cup of coffee in the morning and, you know, coffee's not on the cleanse. And um, she caught herself instead of saying, oh, I can't have that. She's like, I can't just diminish his empowerment. Mm. And she said, I'm, I'm choosing not to have that. I don't want to. I'm choosing to do this cleanse to, to make the most loving choices and nourishing choices for myself. This isn't a punishment. So the minute we say I can't, it holds us a victim to, yeah, it's, what we're it's, choosing to do. It's so. funny because I, I um, came across that now that you're saying it, um, that same process happened with me where people would, um, I run into it all the time. First of all, people that, that around passion, um, uh, emotion and eating people, mm. I've run into people that are, I feel like are genuinely mad at me because I am vegan. I don't even say I'm vegan, I'm just plant-based. I try mm-hmm. to say plant-based mm-hmm. more than vegan. 
because I do eat honey. I notice that, yeah. I, I eat honey. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a vegan lifestyle, like I drink almond milk, and I don't think that mm-hmm. a monoculture, a monocrop, excuse mm-hmm. me, monocrop, um, it can't really be vegan either. It's almond milk. It's not, it, it is animal-based in the sense that bees are mm-hmm. trucked and used yes. very unnaturally. So yep. any any sort of monocrop, which is e- almost everything, right. you know, like almonds and corn. And, yeah. But anyway... So people genuinely get mad at me. They're just like they're really annoyed that I've made this choice, and they and they feel the need immediately to defend themselves. So that's so around mm. emotion and stuff, right? But then projection um, of their own. Yeah, it's yes, yeah, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting. But um, then people say all the time, you know, especially when you're out and we're and they're making their food choices, and they you know they pick up their thing and they go, "Oh, Chris, you can't eat this." Mm. And I suppose you can't eat this. Mm. And, uh, and I found myself pretty early on, like hearing stuff like that. I would say, no, I, I could eat that. I don't want to eat that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. It's not that I can't. I can eat it. I could put it in my mouth and chew it and swallow it. And I'd be fine. Well, some people do have allergies and make food choices for allergies, yes. but I don't. Like I can eat anything. And um, so that was an interesting, just like, mm. no, I, I can, mm-hmm. I choose mm-hmm. not to. And by the way, I'm extremely happy with my choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Which is an interesting, I mean, that must just be the single hardest thing in your job to, I mean, your, your, your job description is crazy. You know, <laughs> like you are, a, you're a psychologist and you need to take people just back and back and back and, mm-hmm. and bring them back to this place with a whole new mindset, yeah. you know, a whole new, um, try to, you know, it's like, um, it's the concept of the aha moment. Yeah. You know, you can't teach the aha moment. Right. You right. You can only give them the opportunity to, to feel experience it. that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then once they've had the aha moment, cause I get that all the time too, mm-hmm. you, know, do you miss, you must miss cheese and you must miss this and don't you miss this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I don't like not even uh, the tiniest mm-hmm. bit. I never mm-hmm. think about it mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And it, but it goes back to, it's not because, um, I think it's the single most healthy thing for me. It's because it's a non-option for me. Right. It's, it's, right. it's I, I personally think it is just the, it is, and plenty of statistics will support it's you know the number one destruction of you know uh the ozone or whatever you know the yeah. carbon emissions is it's crazy yeah crazy no, crazy crazy animal agriculture yeah. is, is absolutely crushing us and mm. so uh, it's a it's like a non and plus that whole concept i was saying before of i just want to get off that train of being the human that yeah. just you know my yeah. i don't know if i it was around that same time where i saw you where i was i I was verbalizing it like I want to be that I'm tired of being that person driving in bumper to bumper traffic in Boston, looking around me and there's so many people and so many cars. This is crazy. Mm. And meanwhile, I'm one person mm-hmm. in one. I was driving an SUV at the time, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm alone in an SUV complaining about how many people there are in the world and how many cars there are. And, you know, like we got to do something here and I'm one of them. And, and I found that uh, plant-based made me feel genuinely like, I'm doing something. Making a difference. I'm doing something. Yeah. And it feels so good and so right. But anyway, so so trying to have people reach that aha moment yeah. of, of just like, oh, I get it. Like, I can totally change my life mm-hmm. and have it be only positive. Yeah. Positive, positive. No negative attachments at all. It's yeah. Well, and it's, it's hard, stepping out of your comfort hard. zone in a different way because they're, you know, I've had, again, a lot of my clients um, who, and myself included, like we 
you get used to a certain habit or pattern um, that you you may not necessarily love about yourself, um, and yet it becomes so comfortable and just easy because that that's just becomes your habit. And so trying to step out of it and break the habit and let go of the attachment, like obviously it serves a purpose. So that's what I also try to help people look at. Well, there's a reason you've been doing this behavior or whatever it is, uh, or right. choosing to eat this, even though it doesn't really make you feel good. So why? And like exploring that. And for a lot of, and I, I'm not exclusive to women at all, but I tend to work a lot with yeah. women and um, moms, <laughs> similar to me, just trying to help to decrease the overwhelm and find more ease mm. and freedom. Um, you know, freedom in their food choices, freedom in their life. And as you allude to like passion and joy and all that stuff. But a lot of them, um, you know, there's a lot of shame, um, vulnerability and like old stuff attached to some of their behaviors. And so it is, there's a lot of that psychology piece, but I do, I do really love that aspect of helping to kind of shed the layers and get, get to the root of the challenges and issues and help them to, as you said, experience it in a different way to learn that they have choices in every action and, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, for you, Chris, you definitely one day just declared I'm oh, doing weird, this and yeah. you were, and you did it. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say at least for a lot of the, the women I've worked with that, that, um, it's always that yeah, easier, that clearer lot. for them, but yeah. you know, it's the baby steps and the, the cumulative effect of these small action steps over time that then lead them to really feel, um, you know, the most clear and alive and, you yeah. Know, but yeah, you yeah, it's inspiring your well, it was ability weird. I mean, to literally be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, never. And what's funny about that is I was a super creature of habit. Mm. I mean, I was mm-hmm. the guy that went like, I mean, it was uh, whoever I was with would say, "Why are you even reading the menu? You mm. know, you're going to get a burger." Right. I would get a burger. Every I remember you I went said to. you yeah when I met you. That's what you would, yeah, yeah a burger. And then breakfast was eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like total. Career. I couldn't go to a restaurant without getting a burger or eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. like lunch was weird for me because it was yeah. like oh god these are weird choices right <laughs> now, <laughs> like, now what do I do <laughs> a burger at lunch and then I'm going to have one at dinner right <laughs> uh, yeah. burgers were actually the thing that led me sort of towards meat um, because it was um, remember the whole pink slime yes I was like as yeah. soon as I started I was like ew that's yeah. so gross and I was I was trying to get my um, I was aging and I was trying to, and I, I was noticing body changes. And I was just like, man, I, I mean, I work out every day. Mm-hmm. I work out super hard mm-hmm. and my body's still just kind of changing and mm-hmm. I'm aging and I'm mm-hmm. just, you know, like I, I can just see these little changes. And so I, I was like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, cause I never paid attention to food. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm so into food now mm-hmm. because yeah. I was just like, I, I really had that, I think not super accurate attitude of I can eat whatever I want because I work out so hard. Well, I was about to say you didn't um, have the experience that, or you just never had the nudge to to look at it because as a lot of people would say to me exactly like, well, I didn't have to. My metabolism was working great, right. but yeah. Mm, yeah, like yeah. it's, and I get that, but yeah, it's really learning that. Yeah, and then yeah, you, over time, yeah, what and, that yeah is, and then the I build guess, up inflammation yeah. and just right. So then you have the people that are prone to something and then you just sort of have inevitability where you mm-hmm. know, everyone's going to age and everyone's going to change. So, I, I just started being like, okay, it's got to be done in the kitchen. So I kind of started asking, you know, mentor-like people, like, mm-hmm. so what do you do? And what do you think? And what do you think? And I and I got stared in a few different directions. So I just started, that was my due diligence. I started looking around and then I started learning about that. And I was like, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And that took me to just animal agriculture. I yeah. Was like, eh, yeah. Off. I'm getting off. Yeah. I'm getting off now. Yeah. Um, 
that, that actually leads me to an interesting question. Okay. Um, uh, or, or subject is that is you, have you ever run into, I, f- I feel like you must run into that concept, um, dealing with people where, um, and I'm not, I, this, ha- this, this, but has the potential to have a little air of like attitude, but it's not, it's really meant to like, how do you battle it? Because mm-hmm. I found it a battle sometimes. And it's, uh, sometimes people, um, get inspiration, like genuine inspiration and motivation from um, people that have gone through certain types of struggle, right? So in my gym, for example, it would be, you know, um, you can do this workout. This workout's good for you. You'll get the benefits, you know, like Mm -hmm. you just need to show up every day. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got, a lot of times I ran into, well, it's easy for you because blah, blah, blah. Mm. You know, you've got the fast metabolism. You've never, you've, you've never been where I'm at. That kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's, but so, and, and that, that actually genuinely became like an inner battle for me. That became part of that inner dialogue of like, yeah, who, yeah, that's a good point. Like, who am I to? I almost bought into mm, that of like, mm. yeah, okay. But, and then intuitively at the same time, I also knew like, no, I, I, I work my ass off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is. It's not, if I stopped, I would age. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'm aging, but I buy into that concept. Of, yeah. You know, just don't, don't stop moving. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, so I would, I would say, no, I, I, I work hard. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I still mm-hmm. work hard. Yeah. Like, like with that attitude, if I took your attitude about me, then I would stop working. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I would imagine you sort of run into that stuff. I would imagine you kind of have women that must... Oh, yeah. I mean... That, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, I, th- I mean, I think you're right. I think, again, it's... it's. I always try to remember um, when, when I'm hearing that kind of energy or feeling that energy or hearing something like that from someone else. It's a projection of, of their real inner struggle and... Mm. Um, frustration and upset and maybe again shame and like there's just a lot of deeper stuff there so um, I often will just try to like hold the mirror back up and 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 ask more questions like about mm. like obviously it depends where and when like that conversation right. if it's coming up in a coaching session or in a private session with someone um, even in yoga like I will will take some time to process that um, but yeah I definitely get comments from people like um, well, like, you know, and I don't think this at all, but, you know, like, oh, Annie, you just seem like calm all the time. You just like yeah, seem right. like you have it together all the time. You must, you know, or if people see me getting coffee like I did this morning, you know, right. like, you drink coffee. Right. Yeah. Yes. And or, if, you know, like you must not drink wine. You must not eat sugar. And just like a lot of just assumptions. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I get it. Like, that's just, you know, but I'm, I've tried to remind people like, no, a. I'm just like any human yeah, and I um, suffer just and like I you. really struggled. I mean, in my old bio, I'm rewriting one right now, but it's, I share that I share, you know, I was, I tell people I'm a former sugar addict and sometimes still like it can creep up for me when I find myself, you know, having had a little bit, like it's just, you know, so I share that and it's like, this is not about perfection. This is about progress. This is about, um, like again, really lifestyle. just lifestyle and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I definitely struggle and still have moments where, 
you know, I'm burning the candle at both ends or I'm drinking a little too much coffee and not as hydrated or. Oh, you are one of the hardest people to nail down for 20 (laughs) minutes of time I've ever met in my life, I think. Yeah, right. I know. Because I'm like, yeah, I want to, but your your little black book must be like, you know, papers (laughs) sticking out of it everywhere. Like, I can't. I I thrive off of, of. people are like so what you're like in two different studios you're teaching where and and what do you you know so no but that's how i thrive yeah i do too um yeah i like, but, to, I like to always have like, always be busy yeah like my downtime i want it to be like mm. little to none yeah drives, although drives people crazy. although chris that's something that i've been um you know personally and it kind of goes on with what we're talking about because people will say like oh you must you know, just be like, you know, just have that, that calm, they, they will say. And I was like, you know, it's interesting because I'm, t- I'm so type A mm. <laughs> and I've really had to work on and still do. Like my closest friends will, will say like, okay, and you're, you're go, go, going, like have you slowed down? And it's true. I think one of the hardest things, even though I encourage my clients and in my yoga classes, I'm leading people through meditation is to really take that time to cultivate that practice for myself. And and I I'm working with a coach again right now and it feels awesome. And one of the things I'm doing is meditating daily mm, again. And I I'm so and I'm really encouraging that. um because I really I need to continue to walk my talk if I'm encouraging other clients to do this and, and my friends and people, then I want to keep cultivating that own practice for myself. And remembering again it's not so black and white. It doesn't have to be an hour like sitting in lotus pose. Yeah. You know, it's um, remembering we can we can dive into meditation when doing the dishes, that great Thich Nhat Hanh passage, you know, um, it's all about connectivity to the present moment and your breath and the sensations and, um, or a walk in the woods can be a walking meditation. Um, or maybe it's just a five minute, a lot of times for me right now in the morning or at, at nighttime, um, like hand on my heart, like just closing my eyes, like breathing and picturing, you know, I oftentimes will picture like light, like pouring into mm-hmm. my body, washing away stress, like washing away, um, any tension. Um, so there's so many different ways. And I think that's what I love about my work is it's like customizing whatever, like customizing my, my programs and action steps for each individual that I'm working with, because, um, depending on like what I'm hearing, they really need and desire. Um, so like, you know, sometimes like just taking that example of meditation, yeah, maybe an hour, an hour blocked into your, someone's like a daily, you know, put it in your iPhone if you haven't, you know, whatever, like this is my hour of meditating. Maybe that really works for someone, but I would say for most people, an hour, it's hard to really like commit to that. So oh, start yeah. with. For meditating? Yeah. Oh like God. just for example, like, yeah. or maybe it's movement, right? Like yeah. take any of those pieces and, and your pillars too, but um, five to 10 minutes, like put it in your phone, block it in as if it's an appointment with yourself just like it would have been an appointment with, you know, chiropractor or when you're going to the gym or whatever, um, put it in and just start like starting somewhere. It doesn't have to be perfect. There's a lot of that, those great quotes out right now. Like if we wait until we're ready, we're never going to begin. So just begin. Like having a kid. Right. Watch it unfold. Good luck luck getting ready to have a kid. Yeah. You'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that that struck a chord with me in the, in the Bikram yoga class at the, um, at the final Savasana when the woman was, um, saying to thank yourself mm, with this yeah. with this genuine just like like imagine you just gave yourself 90 minutes mm, and that's which is huge huge yeah. yeah huge 90 minutes of a day to totally focus on yourself and totally like work on you and making yourself healthy and mm. making yourself like mindful and yeah it really made me be like oh this is cool it's huge like yeah it's crazy i know huge. 
I love saying that like at the end of every yoga class I teach or if it's with a private, you know, just saying that like that um, hands, you know, Anjali Mudra, the hands together heart center, like in that prayer position at the end, like this is most of all for you, like bowing to yourself, thanking yourself for taking this time, for showing up and being present in this practice, whatever was coming up for you. And um, yeah, yeah, just refueling your body, mind, heart, and spirit. So So it's a good description too, refueling, refueling your body and mind. It really was, it's like um, recharging, rebooting. Mm, Totally. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, And that's um, back up a little bit to um, that is a gift too. I feel like you have is, um, takings and I, you had to do it in the gym too. Um, you know, you have 10 different people, especially like in my gym, I had one workout, right? Yeah. You know, or it's different yeah. every day, but it was that one workout for the day, but you still have 10 people coming in mm-hmm. and 10 different needs and 10 mm-hmm. different moods and mm-hmm. 10 different sort of baggage totally claims. Right. And, um, so it's an interesting, um, it's like a gift to be able to turn, to someone and you know like for you it would be like you you have your things mm-hmm. still you have your well meditating would be cool and eating right would be cool and exercising would be cool so how do you say chris you know like you should really focus maybe more on meditating you've got the exercise thing down, yeah right? you know so yeah. you sort of take what they have and you sort of customize this um this like like path to to get them better yeah it's cool it's that's a really fun part of I thought it was a fun part of the job. Yeah. Oh, totally. I yeah. agree. I mean, it's 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 creativity in a whole different way. Yeah. yeah. I, I described it like being actually like a a common friend of ours that mm. taught at the gym for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um, didn't like that element. Mm. Didn't like that. Um, uh, channeled it into themselves mm. and said, I'm not going to change mm. how I do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't connecting with everyone. Yeah, and connected with some, but it didn't connect with mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, you know, offered the advice of, it's n- not about you. Number one, just from a business point of view, it's mm-hmm. not, this isn't about you. Mm-hmm. They didn't come to be here for you. They came to be here for them. Mm-hmm. And I know this person wanted to do the best for everyone. Yes, right? definitely. Yeah. So, but it was still it was an in, it was an interesting like it, it helped me actually just teaching her helped me mm-hmm. um, that it was um, you know I, I said it's like being a bartender if you want to make money at being a bartender you want to be a good bartender you're going to have ten different people sitting at the bar mm. having a drink that person just got engaged mm-hmm. that person just got fired mm-hmm. that person's contemplating suicide mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. you know yeah. is hasn't seen their best friend in. 10 years and they're about to walk through the door and you've got to turn and interact with all of them. Right. And it isn't changing who you are. It's just being in tune to where they are. And, and meeting them where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is a, it's a gift. Yeah. Thank you. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Right on, right on, right on. Awesome. Do you help people exercise? I do. Besides like yoga, like if they're not coming to your classes, do yeah. you work with them? Like we should mm-hmm. do this and... Yeah, I'm just going to stop you. I don't like to use the word should. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm teasing you. Um, I'm very conscious of that word. Um, actually, no, I do, Chris. I really yeah. like it. I um, I mean, with my, I think with my own 
being a, a college sport athlete in two sports and then you yeah know, what were those again um field hockey and rowing and oh, yeah. by the time by my senior year i was rowing all year round because cool. i had had two knee surgeries and i was yeah. like all right i gotta i didn't i wasn't sure if you also cycled i didn't in college yeah. um it's something i've gotten into a lot um in the last, I would say, five years oh, cool. since since my body, since certain injuries have popped up and running hasn't been as yeah. as much on the forefront. Um, but yeah, between my athletic experiences and and then I was you know, Pilates mat certified and the yoga and then just all the different functional fitness I've had the opportunity to mm-hmm. dive into and play with in circuits. Um, I do love to weave in, in that into my work when a client is asking for some, like a little bit of personal training support. Um, and there's a client right now that I'm working with for the second round. He um, he unfortunately had a heart attack. He's had two. Um, mm. And his wife, um, this is the second time she's hired me to work with him again um, after he just had a knee replacement in the last year. And mm. so I've had a chance to, um, and the focus this time, the, initially, like before when I worked with them, it was around the nutrition. Um, and then this time is really focusing on getting his strength back and um, the movement piece. And so, I, you know, I think about, you know, you, I think about all the, all the different coaches and people I've had the opportunity to um, work with and, and observe. And, yeah. and so, but it's weaving a lot of just some basic. You can always reach out, you know. Yeah, thank you. No, you can if you, <laughs> yeah. need, if you need like awesome. tips or totally examples or whatever. Yeah. But um, he wanted, the, it's a combination of the yoga because he's definitely need, like the stretching mm. and, and then the core strengthening and, and circuits and a little bit of weight training. Um, but as you know, my business is called Core Nourishment and I, I really chose that name. Core is it's the center, you know, yeah. for like our bodies physically as well as energetically. Yeah. Um, and so I just really encompass that um, in all my work, whether it's working with someone in their movement. Um, so I love to weave in like the core work always. Um, so where, where do you yoga do classes. it with him if it isn't um, him coming to a yoga class? Uh, I go to his house. So oh, I do cool. offer to do that, you know, um, depending on where they live. Sometimes it's for a little bit additional, but yeah. but he's right in Dover, so. Awesome. Um, and then I do, I now have, I'm really grateful I'm able to see, I have a little home space, um, mainly for, it's, you know, I mainly use it for um, health coaching and yoga, but um, but I can, I mean, the kids and I do our own circuit workouts in there yeah. and have rings hanging up. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Nice. So. I'm trying to think if I have some stuff. I have some weighted bars mm. left over if you want to grab a weighted bar. Okay. I may take you up on that. Or, yeah. Um, Trying to think of what else. Mats. Yeah. For one. Totally. Like those little black mats. Yeah. Yeah. Those okay. Those could be nice. I have a few of those. Awesome. I know. I thought of that not too long ago. I was like, man, I should have taken you up on all that when mm. that first happened, but and I didn't have the space at that time. Yeah. So. <laughs> and now I just have it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to get, um, do you remember Patty? Yeah. She opened her gym? Yeah. yeah she yeah. just. Have you been uh, there yet? I haven't. I want to go check it out. She just reached out to me recently, though, um, oh, yeah. to possibly come in and, and help some of her clients with some flexibility in yoga. Nice. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. She's got a good thing. She's got, yeah, you know, she's it's, great it's, vision. And yeah. It's awesome. I hope she's successful. I think Dover's always that tough demographic mm-hmm. for that stuff. Yeah. Which also is like a big, a big battle, I'm sure you have. Well, and I'm grateful to, um, so I teach, I I feel honored to be teaching at BarLogic, which is in Portsmouth, which has helped expand me to that area, um, which has been really nice. So I'm actually spending, 
Uh, say more, but it's about half half my time in Portsmouth now um, because I was teaching five classes of our logic. It's now back down to three because we canceled the six a.m.s. No one was coming to six a.m.s, Chris. Yeah, um, but yeah. that was one of my biggest classes. I know. Yeah. Um, people, you know, people say I want it, I want it, but then wouldn't show up. And I think this time of year, I mean, we didn't have much of a winter, but the darkness was tough. So we're probably yeah. going to bring it back in the summer. But that but I I try to see. Like I, I have certain clients in that area who I'll see then either at the studio or um, if it's just health coaching, we'll go for, you know, we'll often walk and talk, just, you know, mm. be moving and processing this, the whole mm. brain. Yeah. I saw you in the woods and I think that's what you were doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A while ago. Walking yeah. With like a client or mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah. uh, I was, I was thinking that you, um, one of the things that I don't love about that business in general, mm. like our sort of that collective business is asking for the money oh it's been such a it's been such a growth experience for me it's my one of my biggest struggles and i like to believe i'm i'm well it's a constant working on process for me um owning my worth so to speak i i get it sometimes i'm i'm leading facility in a workshop and i I almost forget because i love it so much i'm like oh right i get i get paid for this right exactly and and i have to remember that's that's actually really important. Like, like is is. Um, I was just talking to my coach about this the other week, and you know, learning to step into all the various roles that I play in my life, and I'm sure you can relate mm-hmm. in this way. Um, mom, like yoga teacher, bar instructor, which is those are very different roles, yeah. um, and like you know, health coach to just friend, family member business owner like wearing right. different hats and and i found like the business owner annie um i haven't really shown up like as i guess fiercely as i'd like yeah. to and I'm, I'm practicing more be around like okay like being more direct and assertive um like you know just in different whether it's working with a web developer or um like working with a client and just like i've raised my prices like being okay with asking for and if people don't if people can't commit to that price, um, I used to just offer a sliding scale and, and, and I, it's that compassionate piece. Like I so believe in mm. my, my greatest desire and intention is wanting to help spread the ripple of health and healing to as many people as possible, right. because I'd like to just see that kind of continue to spiral out and ripple out to, as you said, like our kids and as many people. But, um, so I used to offer the sliding scale all the time and, and yet I remember this is my livelihood. I need to make money to to provide. provide for my kids and for myself. And so just to stay, like I'm less, I still do have a slight sliding scale, but I'm less inclined to, because it's also about if someone is truly ready to commit to their health, like think about how much money people pay for health insurance or for their pills, coffee. you know, or for coffee. And you add that up, which I've done with certain clients. Yeah. Um, it's helping people to, Hey, step back, be more mindful, prioritize, like commit in a different way to your health. And it's worth the investment. Like this is healthcare. What we do is healthcare, not, (laughs) not, yeah. yeah. So it's trying, it's, it's, yeah. But that, that, um, asking for money piece has been a constant. I couldn't stand it. And that was one of the biggest, the single most, uh, prevalent like component to my business ultimately closing was because mm. I was just not a good business mm-hmm. head. Mm. Couldn't ask for the money. I mean, came out of my mouth so many times. Oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I think I remember you saying that. And I was just like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just come, just show up. Just yeah. show up. Which is such a testament to your heart and your passion and your like overall vision, Chris. Um, Which, but right, then it's a detriment to your 
Yeah. yeah. And I think Which it's, in it's, the long run is a, is a detriment to, to everyone else. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was exactly. about to say and, and, and starting to connect with that more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, it's a journey. It is. It's tough. Mm-hmm. The way it, the way it should. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> right. Yeah. If we could just give it away. Mm. The barter system would be such a lovely potential. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a component to, um, my like ultimate vision of this whole thing, the whole mm. wouldn't it be cool thing is um, somehow coming up with the, and it's not going to be me, I assure you, but it, <laughs> it's coming up with the, what else could there be? Yeah. What else, what, how can we uh, condition people to want different things? Mm. meaning like you know you know want an orange instead of an apple it's not that want like for your our reward systems mm. it isn't just like make money 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 right. and, and mow everyone and everything down right in your path to get your money yeah but come up like raising the kids to come up with like sort of a different set of values a different set of reward systems yeah you know like and and for, for lack of a better way to verbalize it want different things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's okay to want success it's okay to want but when is it good enough mm. you know like I'm, it's sort of like i'm kind of really into those tiny homes yeah because it's fine well and like i like where, where yeah. we are now this barn are you kidding me this is like a palace right i could I live know. here forever i know you know like this would be and i could live here with like a wife and a kid or two yeah well it's it's you really know? like coming back to what is truly important right. what do we really need and what do you really use right like if you have yeah. a huge house really how much yeah. time do you spend in that other room i know like you spend all your time in your kitchen and your bedrooms and then you're spending a ton of time cleaning and right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah or hiring the cleaner and the energy expenditure and right yeah. and the time um, loss you're making me think, Chris, Jack, my son said a few years ago now, I mean, he's nine now. I want to say when he was seven, he said to me at one point, we just in overhearing people, you know, myself included, like stress about money. And he's mm. like, mom, I just don't understand why money exists. Why can't people simply exactly what you said, trade mm. for what they, what they do? And like, why? I don't understand. Like, it was just so, so beautiful. And, and his mind, I mean, so I'm like, maybe Jack will be that person to, yeah, 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 exactly. um, but I, I like to believe that it's, and this is my just <laughs> perhaps naive optimism, but I, I do like to believe that there's a, sh- a deeper shift happening that yeah. more and more people are recognizing that, that this go, go, go power money focused reward system is not benefiting oh, us. I mean, on so many levels and we look about opposite. like the it's chronic illness and, and inflammation from stress is happening and, um, to, you know, to then just people who are depressed and, and anxiety filled and, um, aren't able to be present. So I, I'd like to believe it's shifting <laughs> and we're, we're adding to that and we're in, hopefully influencing our kids and other people too. Yeah. I mean, I work with my kids really hard. Yeah. I work with them hard on it and it's, and it's been, they, they've sort of come with me and, or are coming with me on my journey, you know, cause again, like I wasn't, I was, uh, I've been like a compassionate person my whole life, you know, but I rough start, I had a rough mm-hmm. start. And, uh, and so taking, you know, like even, even, I mean, I have memories of taking my kids to Wendy's, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? Which just literally turns my stomach, not just because of the thought of the food going in, but just but Chris, spiritually how, what a gift. like, oh my God. I know, but what a gift that even being able to, I mean, I don't know, like 
ideally, yes, I'm sure you wish you could rewind and I've done mm. that. And yet you're showing them like it can be so different. And they, yeah, even no, though they were so young. And, and I still, I so believe in that because yeah. for certain things I've gone through in my life and, and that I hear other people go through and I know you've gotten through hard stuff, you know, for everything I've gone through is as hard and awful as some things have been. Like I, I don't regret or, or I don't wish it could be different because it's made me who I am today. Right. It's helped me get even more clear on my vision and my passion and my purpose. And for you to have had that experience and, and I love the way you phrase it, like you're taking your kids with you on your journey. I hope that everyone is in that mindset mm. because, um, because that's what we're here for. Like we're here to, um, I like to believe our kids, like the kids choose their parents like in a spiritual way, like, um, and the youngest one chooses their older sibling. And, and, and mm. I know some people might disagree me, agree with me in that, but, um, I so like, just like to, to see that. And, and I think that there's a lot of truth there and that you're like, by you having shared some of your, what you might feel like were, um, mistakes or flaws or whatever, like yeah. actually that's a gift, you know, yeah, it, it's a, it's a good point. It's a mm-hmm. good, it's a good way to look at it as a, as like a good, you know, opportunity to show them because that's, that's, it's certainly part of the battle with like older people. And I, um, in shifting your lifestyle, like tr- trying to get people out of their habits, mm-hmm. you know, like all that. So I don't know how much you've looked into this type of stuff, but in my, in my food due diligence, um, reading about just how pervasive the animal agriculture business has been just in shaping culture, mm, you know, yeah. like, uh, the podcast I listen to a lot, Rich Roll, they point out a lot like um, in the gym, in school, milk is good. Right. You know, right, the milk mustache right. athlete, right? Mm. So it's like... It's, I want to make it a green smoothie yeah, mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kale is good. Um, is... is um, so they so it's so so they're so resistant mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're so resistant to change and they're so and they and they it's it's just ingrained so deep that no i believe this i believe mm. what they told me i believe mm-hmm. what's being like like pushed on me yeah. relentlessly yeah. and so it, you're it's a really good point that as awful as i believe it is um having been the person that's been in charge of my kids eating and take them to Wendy's that's telling them that's okay. Mm-hmm. But then for me to say, I made a mistake, like it's not okay. It's not okay. And, and teach them why. Yeah. You're showing you know? them it's okay to change your mind. And, yeah, exactly. and, and then the Learn why, the why change. part is key. So then why, like, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. helping to educate them. And they're, they're funny. They're, they're, uh, they both, uh, we all went through our phases, you know, the mm-hmm. classic, I mean, I was the, as you might remember, I was a classic vegan for a while. I was the classic, just like mad at everyone for mm-hmm. not making the same decision. I know, I do remember <laughs> trying to make everyone feel just a little <laughs> guilty. And um, and I've and I've I've definitely changed my ways mm-hmm. for sure. I actually heard from a few people that um, that really solidified um, change of, of just um, kind of reached out. To, I've had a lot of people lately reaching out to me on Facebook about food. Hmm. I'm actually thinking about doing like a little I know, food I saw that, class, which is awesome. A little cooking class. Mm-hmm. I reached out to a friend that has a well, kitchen. Well, you're posting a lot of your meals that you and Lee are and, making, which is so inspiring. Yeah, and, 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 that's, awesome. and that I feel has been, and it was verbalized to me, that's made the most, most impact mm-hmm. on me. That's what mm. they're saying. It's like, it's that stuff. It isn't the anger. It no, isn't, it isn't the, it isn't the harsh videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the, it's the examples like, the, like yeah. yesterday's, I don't know if you saw like my, my post yesterday was, um, it was four pictures and it was a picture of Bella 
it was like a little you know collage of oh pictures. i did see that yeah was like bella the pool the woods and yeah. food and the combination i mean yeah. those are your and I was like, four this pillars was Chris. my sunday yeah, yeah exactly and i was like this was a sunday right and just showing people and because you know for to, to some degree, um, I am an example to people. People do look oh, to me much. for food and, and exercise yeah. and health. And and so... Um, and showing them that it can be delicious and it can be oh, yeah. like and being fun joyful and, and passionate, fun. Right. You know, right. And, and just say like, oh my God, I had an amazing Sunday. Yeah. I hung out with my daughter that mm-hmm. I hadn't seen in a week. I didn't get to see my son because he had already went to Boston. But um, it was, you know, hung out with my, and we hung out for a while. Yeah. So I sure, so this is kind of a, a cool, like you would, you would get this as a, as a, an aid to help people. So my original plan was I'm just going to get up and I'm just going to go after it big time. I'm going to like go to the pool and swim as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to go do some epic, like at least 10 mile run. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And get both those in and then just go home and eat and collapse. And then my daughter called. And I was just like, I'm up, I'm home. What are you doing? That's and I'm awesome. I'm like, I'm wide open. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? And so I was just like, everything was on hold mm-hmm. and just hung out with her for as long as she wanted. And we, and you know, we just tripped around. Yeah. It was kind of a funny story. I drove an hour to get something I thought was in this other car. And we it got there, there. It wasn't in there. Oh, it was no. in the car we drove in. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the drive, kid. I know. But we had a great time. Conversation. Oh, in the my car. God. We were laughing and mm-hmm. having a great time. And then when she was ready, her friend came and met us for lunch, and mm-hmm. the two of them took off. And I was like, all right. So I had, you know, my swim turned into a 25 minute swim. It just turned into, I just had this much time. But you still did it. And then I was How running great, out of Chris, daylight. I just went to like, the oh, woods. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone yeah. would begin that inner like negotiation yeah. of, of like, well, I, since I can't, I don't have the time. Right. I just won't. Right. So I just went 25 minute swim. And then I went to the woods and mm-hmm. I, I think I did two miles. That's I great. I did this kind of uh, hilly loop yeah. and with some push ups. And then yeah. I went home and made a meal and, you know, hung out with Leah. And it was like, yeah. Awesome. That's fabulous. It was yeah. awesome. And not one animal was harmed. And you know what's great about that sharing um, that I also have been working on personally and that I, again, see come up with some clients is that sometimes we can be really rigid in mm. our like, okay, this is my vision for the day. And if it doesn't go this way, then, you know, um, oh, yeah, but yeah. like that example that you just gave is such like a great, like you, you remained open to what like opportunities could flow in. In, in your day and yeah. the fact that Bella called you and you were like, all right, you know, and, and just what unfold or what came out of those moments. It's, it's great. That's oh, cool. Yeah. And a good example. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's hard. I mean, I, I definitely have struggled with that in my past. Like, uh, I, I'd like want it to be this exact, but you know, I've, I've liked to believe I've let go of that idea of rigidity and control. It's, what, for me, I think, I mean, I, I, I tend to have a fairly carefree <laughs> lifestyle and <laughs> yeah. attitude, but I, for the kids have been a big part of that yeah, totally. because, and I know you're the same and I know mm. you will be the same and it, and it might, if you haven't already, if you open mm-hmm. your, 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 your universe to what that's giving you oh, no, totally. is, you know, it's just, they just come first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, no matter what's mm-hmm. lined up, no matter yeah. what's, you know, like when they ask, like Aiden will call me, he's in Boston. Like, can you help? you know, um, hey, can you help me? Mm. And it's like, yes. Yes. With what? Yeah, right. You know, yes, when, right. yes, what, right. you know. And and, uh, and so that's, that really has been huge for me in the sense of, um, you know, like what you're talking about, like yeah. it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. It'll all be good. Like that's just so important. Mm-hmm. And then you still get, and if I didn't, even if I didn't go swimming or right. running, right. it would have been totally <laughs> worth it. And it yeah. would have been a, a non-issue type choice. Yeah. Because there's always tomorrow. Right. You know, like I definitely don't like, 
I'm not sure if people have that impression, but um, because I do work out hard, I do work out a lot, I do have sort of, without beating myself up, have high expectations of my fitness mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. as a lifestyle. I never, ever come close to like beating myself up or missing workouts. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah. three days go by. It's like I'm ready for mm-hmm. sure to mm-hmm. work out, but yeah, other stuff had to get done. Right. You know, right. And it's just not a big deal. It's yeah. and, and I think you're right about people get trapped into um, uh, letting that win, mm-hmm. you know, letting that win that battle. And, yeah. And, oh, well, then I can't, I won't. And, and then that just like cycles and gets yeah, worse and worse. Yeah, it can be really challenging. You know? Yeah. But loving, loving what you do to do it is huge. So like that's why yeah. like, yoga is good and jujitsu is good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it, they're just like, you know, they, they become fun. Yeah, you know, and definitely. Fun, and I'm just learning those and, and I'm definitely finding them fun. But um, but I also find like pain fun. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I find like workouts fun. Right, um, right. Like I, I, I'll go run and it's just fun. Or yeah. I'll go do burpees and they're fun. Exactly. And, yeah. Oh my gosh, Chris, you would laugh. So in some of my bar classes, I weave in, I like to weave in um, cardio and, and plyo and burpees sometimes. Mm. I think I've said in the last couple of weeks, someone's commented after class, like, Annie, I don't, I don't think anyone else thinks burpees are fun, but you, cause I'll be like, all right, we're going to do something fun. You know, like, you burpees. know, them, yeah. And they're like, oh gosh, no. <laughs> do you remember the, the, the burpee ladder? Yes. Workout? Oh, oh yeah. I can visualize God. it right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was my favorite. That yeah. That was a, uh, the, um, that, that's in my, my top three lifetime workouts when mm-hmm. I did a double one day. I, I just did the one through 15, 15 to one, one through 15, 15 to one with, um, it ended up being 540 burpees, 300 pull-ups and 300 push-ups, just like in <laughs> a row. It was like crazy. I mean, That's I honestly insane. think like my elbow is never yeah. the same, but yeah. from all the pull-ups, but, um, oh but it was goodness. so epic. Oh my yeah. God. It was epic. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question for you. Can mm-hmm. I ask? Oh yeah. So I know um, a while ago when you brought this concept of what if it were cool to me and sent that email, one of your goals, I think just in our conversations over the last year, Mm. um, and you talking about wanting to incorporate yoga in to help um, with kind of the calming, but also the the flexibility piece to aid in your body as you're training harder and harder for you were wanting to do these ultra the half iron the half iron man. So are you, is that still, is that something you're currently training for? It is. Um, I'm currently getting back into training for it. Um, I actually did kind of a, um, it, it is something I'm going to do. At first I, I, um, I, I came up with the idea and I, I basically came to the conclusion, the decision that I didn't want to take that much time. Mm-hmm. So the original, the original idea was I was going to do a, um, a uh, half Ironman every weekend. Yeah, I remember that. For a year. Wow. Which I think, and I actually know, like I, I feel as long as I didn't get an injury that I could do it. Mm. You know, like I, I didn't question myself physically to be able to do it. I didn't really question myself mentally to be able to do it. Right. Um, I have a pretty good pain tolerance and mm. knack for just like sitting in and doing it mm-hmm. i mean i'll go a hundred mile bike ride and just focus on my cadence yeah i mean i can like focus for a long time yeah moving um, meditation yeah really and um and so i really did and i and i will suffer like i'll suffer i'll be out there and i'll just you know that mentality like, i can't stop 
if mm-hmm. I stop, I'm here forever. Mm-hmm. I got to get home. Like yeah. cycling's like that. Like you right. go out on this like yeah. hundred mile ride and you're 50 miles out and right. exhausted. You, you, got 50 more, <laughs> you got 50 more <laughs> right. miles to go because you got to get home. But, um, um, so I wasn't really concerned about that. It really became, I just did a little bit of soul searching for like, do you really want to dedicate that kind of time yeah. to that when, when you're already like, uh, I'm already in this sort of, uh, crossroads kind of, you know, this like tipping point of like mm-hmm. what I'm doing in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I was like, I just need more time mm. to be able to do other stuff. It's too yeah. much valuable time. I yeah. think is really what it came to. So and I imagine com- like for you as a dad too, like really wanting to be, a- yeah, it would have just been yeah. exactly. It would have just been eaten into every aspect. Yeah. It would have yeah. been like the training and then the doing, mm-hmm. you know, like you the do fueling your body. Get yeah, the yeah, yeah. Cause that yeah. would be huge. Yeah. yeah. That'd be huge. And they weren't like races. Right. They weren't, they were just like, just I was going to do the distance. Yep. I was going to go to the pool, swim the distance. Mm-hmm. I was going to get on my bike, ride the distance to the woods. And I was going to do the half, yeah. uh, the half marathon in the woods yep. just on my own and just keep track of it. There was no, you know, right. it didn't have to be recorded. Yeah. Just doing it for me. Yeah. But I was going to use it as a, as a, um, as a, <clears throat> as a platform or a, mm-hmm. a speaking point to this whole idea. Yeah. I remember that. So yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. So it's still there. I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe dialing it back to maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. So just 12 of them. Yeah. Which, which I think which is seems very doable. More doable. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think it'd be a really cool physical challenge. It'd be cool mm-hmm. to say I did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it'd be an opportunity to gather a little attention and media around, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. And around kind of like what a, you know, um, what I'm trying to sort of accomplish. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of still there. And I, and I, you know, I mean, I feel in terms of training, like I'm a, I'm a little behind on swimming. Yeah. Like I, I, because I started jujitsu and because I started yoga, um, I, it, the swimming fell off big mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. and I, like I got in the pool yesterday for the first time in God, I bet three weeks. Yeah. So, and I felt it for sure. Like, yeah. I was not as, you know, my shoulders were like, mm-hmm. don't go crazy. Yeah. So I, I kind of like backed off. I, like I said, 20, 25 minutes actually ended up probably being perfect right. be, because of that. But, right. Yeah. Um, It'd be cool to see, you know, with time, if you continue the yoga and how that ends up, like the changes you experience and feel, in your body physically as well as like, you know, mentally, emotionally, just, yeah. you know, yeah. with the training. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I got I have yep. a lot of, ba- I have a lot of, um, inner talking to yeah. do about yeah. the yoga versus jujitsu versus like all the other training. Right. You know, no, totally. it, it was, what, what was also interesting about doing it was I, w- I had been telling myself for year, literally years because I know Derek that owns the jujitsu studio. Like I've known him for years and mm-hmm. I know he's been doing it. I have another friend that does it that also teaches. Um, and I've seen these guys and I see, and I go to the gym, I swim at the gym where the jujitsu studio is. So I'd see these guys, I'd be like getting out of the pool and then I'd see like 10 guys come into the locker room and they're all just like high as a kite. Yeah. They're all just like, yeah, that was so great. It was awesome. And they're, they're just like literally just like pumped. They mm-hmm. had such a good time. Mm-hmm. And they're all also animals. They're yeah. all just like these, you know, gorillas right and um and so i was like it's definitely cool yeah it's uh, i i really got to try this and i told derek um there's something to that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you're right um but i and i so i, I kind of just like i verbalized it to derek i kind of made a commitment i was like okay i've taken that step and uh and uh and then i said after the new year and then I, you know something came up and but in i think in i want to say 
the beginning of February, mm-hmm. I finally got in there. Yeah. And I just like, and I just, two classes in, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Amazing. You know, yeah. this is really cool. I really, really like this. But I had been doing the same thing with yoga. Right. And I did the same thing with, with a, um, a woman who is an avid Bikram woman too. And I just mm-hmm. said, I'm going to do it. And then she took my excitement. She ran into an instructor and she got free passes. Yeah. And she came to me and was like, Go. Here's your no yeah. excuse card. Right, right, right. And so I was like, all right, awesome. I'm going to take, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. And so mm-hmm. I went to the yoga studio in Durham, the Bikram one. And, yep. um, and I, and I went in and in, in one class I was like, oh my God, right. I love this. This yeah. is so cool. Like the, just the, I, I love heat. The I don't know if you remember ever mm-hmm. in the gym, but I was always like battling. Yeah. Like people wanted air conditioning on. And I was like, nope, nope, no, like, nope. I, right. like, the I hotter the better that. for me. Yeah. And I, um, so, um, so I really liked it. And, and what was interesting, that's what I was going to say, is, is I was all of a sudden in a new position that it, it hadn't occurred to me until I was doing it. I was like, oh, I'm being taught now. Mm. This is new for me. This is interesting because I've been coaching right, to like kids, consciously absorb that. Like yeah. different sports for, mm. I mean, at this point, like I don't know, 12 years, 13 years. Yeah. And then I've been personal training and I mm-hmm. had the gym and I've been doing classes and people coming to me, coming to me, coming to me and me imparting. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm the student mm-hmm. and I'm learning something. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, and both of them zero, like right. ground zero. I've right. never done a minute of either of them. Yeah. And, uh, and so cool to be in that place. Yeah. Again, and it was, you know? it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was in sort of in that spirit of like comfort mm-hmm. zones, like this podcast is mm-hmm. like, you know, it yeah. was like, the, it's like a spirit of like, just, I want to do this. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. Just be present And in it. like, yeah. whether it makes me anxious or, you know, yep. nervous, I'm just, I'm going to mm-hmm. go do it. And, um, so that, that's all been really fun and really cool. And then, but it really is like a time, like I love running in the woods. Yeah. I love cycling. I yeah. really fell for swimming too. And I love my functional training stuff that I do I still. So right. it's like trying to figure out where I need to be. In. If I could get paid to do all that, it of would course. be great. I know. Right. I know. But, um, I got to work 40 mm-hmm. hours as well. So yeah. I, I need to do some soul searching with. Yeah. Figuring out. With it is. And, and, you know, I mean, but. Too. Sadly, the universe could be telling me something because Bikram yoga hurt my back. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, know just, we were talking about that before. Yeah, yeah. it really. Yeah, well, there and there's fired so many. like crazy. Yeah, it fired and and for what it's worth, like as dangerous as jujitsu can be, mm-hmm. because I'm in this room with like I like the way they refer to it as the sharks, like the, the sharks are swimming in the shark tank. It's like that's what it's yeah. like. It's just these dudes and right. and like and right. I and and I was telling I was telling my son who was laughing like mad because he was like I love this because yeah. you know him I'm Superman right yeah so but he was just like I love because I I like after one of the classes I texted him I was like holy shit dude like I thought I was strong like right. I go into this right. place and I am like humbled <laughs> like humbled to say the least and also just and small like mm-hmm. I'm a little guy I'm mm-hmm. like skinny. And like, and I'm not as strong. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was like strong and yeah. these guys are just like. In a different way. Yeah. Like. That's awesome. Ra- crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then you add like skill and. Totally. And like, you I've know, heard and, such and, amazing and, things about you. Yeah. Say. You would actually, would I've thought it, of you there. Like yeah. you would like it. Yeah. There, I watched a couple of women roll and, and mm. I could see you 
I can see you getting into it because it's very technical. Yeah. Very, really especially the way women by, roll too. Yeah. Is it seems like they do it with a little more technical mm-hmm. goal versus yeah. guys. They're very technical, but they, they are, they're not afraid of, right. not that women, I'm not saying women are, they're not, they're more likely to just rely on brute strength mm-hmm. than they do. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah. you know, big, like big. I mean, I've got to yeah. be outweighed on average by 30, 40 pounds in that place. Yeah. Well, maybe um, there's a couple of shorter guys that are yeah, like lighter. Okay. Depends on the night you're on. There's actually a, yeah. a number of people that are uh, in your weight. Right, right, right. You have a tendency to come in on. Yeah, I've come on a couple of days where I was like, a lot of colorful belts in here. <laughs> My belt is so white. And <laughs> these other ones are so colorful and pretty. That's funny. And I mean, uh, it was funny that I, I rolled with Donald on that. Well, rolled is such a, you know, glamorous description of what happened. Yeah, and he it was <laughs> someone posted coincidentally later that day there was from a movie of like the the gorilla uh, cradling some dude and he's like this is what it's like rolling and I was like that's exactly what I described being that's awesome Donna. like it was like that's great I mean it was crazy that's it's so crazy cool. like, yeah you think but the safest roll in the place yeah mm. oh yeah mm-hmm. he will not hurt <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ter- literally terrifying yeah um, Chris can I go back for a second to mm-hmm. Bikram so. Um, and we talked about this earlier, but just, I, th- I think, you know, just thinking about the, this whole, like kind of subject of this podcast, but, um, for you, what a valuable opportunity to like, just check in with yourself about your, cause you're a natural competitor. And mm. I know you, like you got in there, you said you did the 10 days, 11 days in a row. Yeah. Um, and you want to do it well, like you want to be kind of probably like, but I think yoga and there's so many different styles too. So that's the other thing I want to encourage you is is um, I think for you to pursue jujitsu would be awesome from what it sounds like. Um, mm. And that you can still open yourself up when you feel like you have time because you're, you're busy. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different styles of yoga and that I think your experience with Bikram gave you an opportunity to just tune into your body a little bit more and, and like with like the idea of it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Not to say that you're in there going all out, but um, like your flexibility is less than people who've been doing Bikram for years, you know, and then yeah. that idea of like easing and being a student and li- giving yourself permission to begin and start and explore. And yeah. um, so that like to, I guess, have that viewpoint of, of being able to look at the experience for what it was and um, doesn't mean no to Bikram ever again, um, but maybe your body right now could do it like twice a week and ease into it, or you explore a different kind of yoga. And the thing yeah. I love about yoga is and, and actually everything. I know you felt the same way about Fit to Live and the whole energy behind it. And I'm sure Ron feels the same way about jujitsu and you would experience that. But like it's what can you learn and take away from you? So like yoga off of the mat. It's like, you know, that lifestyle. It's the mindset. It's the that's what I liked mindfulness. About, yeah, that's the, what I liked yeah. about um, Bikram. Um, when she was, she would say things like you're going to be able to use this outside the class and, mm-hmm. like, and like and learn how to breathe through yeah. because Bikram has a very panicky yes. element to it can a very panicky element I mean, especially battling the heat for some people I mean they're like, right? they're just like the that. goal is mm-hmm. to not leave the room yeah and so immediately you're just like gulp you know like mm-hmm. not leave the room like it's that bad mm-hmm. you know but then you get in there and yeah it's freaking tough it's 114 yeah. degrees yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to move and hold these postures and and you just can't i mean it's mm. you've, you've done Bikram oh yeah Point, i right? did it yeah. for yeah sarah Kurt, um in portsmouth yeah. I, I went for actually i did Bikram initially when i lived in northampton mass right after college um and then i loved it because it was more for me like coming out of college being an athlete it was like more athletic and yeah um 
and then I got away from it and then was doing it a couple of summers ago pretty regularly in Portsmouth and then yeah. I um, just couldn't believe yeah. how sweaty you got like it was oh, just, it's amazing I mean, so detoxifying yeah yeah I mean you're working on a just conceptually you're working on a towel mm. a big beach towel mm-hmm. And somehow, soaking it. when you're done, yep. every single square inch of it right. is soaking wet. Right. You're like, wow, like, how did I sweat that much? Amazing. But it's, yeah. oh my God, it felt so good. Hmm. I really loved the, um, I guess the difference between jujitsu and yoga was like, they both have this element of learning and focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But jujitsu has, and this guy's trying to choke me. Yeah. You know, and, and but the Bikram just has... Um, the element of uh, just amazing focus, like focus, 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 like crazy. There's a, I would say a third of the people above a certain belt or more, it may be a higher thing, at the jiu-jitsu class are very commonly going to Bikram. Oh, really? The two things fit together beautifully. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, that makes sense I mean, to me. I, when I was in there, I, one of my thoughts was I would love nothing to get like the entire crew from jujitsu in here to do this because they need to experience this. Because it has that, do. it has that same, just yeah. like, you know, yeah. single, single eye focus yeah. and you, and you can't not they go together because of everything that's going on. Especially because of the recovery and the flexibility. That yeah. You as you get older in jujitsu. Yeah. You have a trouble with flexibility. So yeah. So my thing was, I was telling Annie um, before we, we got here, was I need to back up a little bit in, in uh, Bikram. I need to, um, I was pushing too hard. So, and then I went and talked to my, well, I already told her that. I'm, I'm talking to my physical therapist friend that, that says your, your back is, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you're not ready to bend the way that they're encouraging you mm-hmm. to bend. And, mm-hmm. I, and, and like you said, just, it's okay. Like, just give myself permission yep. and, and like the luxury of just saying, you know, you're... Uh, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Don't let her bully mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, this is all choice. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Breathe. Yeah. yeah. I, so, yeah. I mean, and, and at this point, I would, I would go back, and, and I think I was describing to you, like, just like sitting down instead of reaching for the toes and pulling your body down as hard as you can and getting your chest forward oh, and getting your chin up. And, that's right. Yeah, I, I would literally be sitting maybe straight up mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. still be in my healthy, yeah. you know, my healthy back zone. And just to focus on the breathing. I mean, what you were talking about before, whether it's with Bikram, any yoga practice, jujitsu. Just to be in the heat and sweat like that and just to, and and to get the, the the flexibility just further and further and further. Just like don't sweat. Yeah. No pun intended. Don't sweat the, uh, how far you do go. Right. I used to do a a stretching class when I was um, maybe 20 20-ish, my buddy and I were, we were doing construction for a living. We were traveling on mountain bikes to and from work. That's awesome. And we were dressed like in, you know, just typical gear for right. construction, not right. cycling. Like Carhartts. Yeah, we were yeah. like in Carhartts <laughs> and boots and like, yeah. and, uh, and, and traveling in downtown Boston. Oh my and gosh. So we were living Chris. in Alston and we were, I forget, we were working in Somerville, I think. And, and then dry, we found this ballet studio at the end of like Newbury, Mass mm-hmm. Ave neighborhood. Yeah. And we would ride our bikes to there, to this ballet studio and go in there and in like your change. Car yeah. And, and just like lock our oh, bikes up outside and, and go in there and <laughs> change our clothes and just go into this ballet stretch class. That's awesome. And that's all it was. It was the class was 100% yeah. just stretching. Which is so flexibility. awesome. Always oh, amazing. That's great. I, was, I got so close to like a split. Um, in both directions, um, and just in general, it just made me feel so. Same yeah. thing, it was like a big sweat, just like doing nothing but stretching, but sweat dripping off your nose. Especially in you contrast know? to 
the work you were doing probably yeah. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's what I love about swimming too. Actually, yeah, I, I know. Love that. Like such an amazing. You're like, what was I doing? We were doing like. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. I do the same thing almost every day, just like, you know, demoing a kitchen or something. Yeah. Just like surrounded just by dust and mm. dirt and, you know, mm-hmm. dry and everything. And then to just go to the pool. Right. And just like literally take it it's off. Like cleansing. Yeah. Take your clothes off yeah. and just get in water. Right. And just swim yeah. back and forth and just focus on your breathing. And, yeah. And focus on your technique. Mm-hmm. And, te- you know, because I was teaching myself to swim kind of like the, the technique and stuff. So that was a kind of a fun element of like self coaching. That's cool. Learning yeah. like how to swim it was yeah. pretty cool. And, uh, so, and and I had that conscious thought of like this is such a cool juxtaposition of like my day, mm-hmm. you know, like the mm-hmm. day is so just like rah, yeah, like, rah. and then to just get in the smooth hmm. water, yeah, and do it. It was like this is cool, yeah. It's just, just like it's that same concept of like give yourself that, yeah. You know, it's like I'm giving myself an hour to right just because be that'll give you more energy and and oh yeah, um yeah, like health for the rest of your life and for your work and for your family. So yeah, yeah that's great. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Are you doing a uh, um, passion? Yeah. You're doing, uh, I saw some of your songs you put up, like on the video. <laughs> yes. You're following your- <laughs> My ukulele. Your, your ukulele Singing. dream. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I grew cool. up, a, I was a singer um, growing up. Actually, I feel, uh, I was just I was just thinking about it because we, I just came back from a family reunion. We do an annual family reunion up in- Lake Sunapee area mm. with my dad and stepmom and stepsister and then my my brother my older brother and his wife and two kids and then my younger brother came up. So we were all together and we're like such goofballs and musical together. Like we were that family, <laughs> you know, singing like harmonizing on our way to vacations, like growing right, up. Right. So my dad, I, I'm so grateful to him because he he grew up like I think his mom had him in boys' choir. Like he sang his whole life. Even when we were teenagers, he was in a an adult male a cappella group and then he still sings and um, different avenues. I don't think he's doing an acapella group anymore. But um, so then my brothers and I both sang, and I took piano lessons for a while. And um, long story short, my younger brother like is the just the musical genius. Like mm. he can pick up any instrument and oh, just cool. teach himself. And he still play that. like he's you know composing and has a keyboard. And um, and I gave up the piano, but I I still love to sing. And I've taught myself mm. just you know guitar and ukulele a little bit. But yeah. I I do. I just said to someone the other day, I was like, if I could. If I could come back and do anything, I'd love to. It'd be so fun to be in a band and like yeah, be yeah, like yeah. a professional musician. Yeah. But, um, and someone's like, oh, it's not, not too late. I'm like, I know. And I, but I get like, I'm kind of stage, stage fright. Like yeah, I, yeah. I get a little shy, but yeah, yeah it's fun. So it, it does, it's kind of one of my primary foods. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and I love the acoustics in my kitchen in. and in my kitchen the acoustics are pretty fun so I'll just yeah. like play in there and my my daughter Sadie she has like perfect pitch oh, and cool. it's so fun to um, encourage her to just sing sometimes she's just making up her own songs but it's really fun so yeah, yeah it's cool that is cool so I weave it into my videos once in a while when yeah, I yeah. when I feel confident I think it's fun. <laughs> courageous I thought it was cute thanks um, that was when uh, both my kids were young um, seeing those things that, that, that just like popped up, mm. you know, like Aiden was drawing and Bella was singing. Yeah. And so just, that's like, awesome. You know, just sort of harnessing my, that or yeah, like kind of support that. Yeah. Passion. Like my visual for my visual for Bella was, you know, like um, driving along and just like leaning into the back seat, like listening mm. to her sing along and just yeah. like, you know, after a while, just sort of becoming like listening, becoming right. aware, being like, oh, wow, you know, she's, she's like, yeah, she's on key and, She's remembering all the words. Like we had this one <clears throat> CD that was um, 
It was called Cirque Dreams, mm-hmm. and it was like a Cirque du Soleil type production. Oh, cool. And it was the soundtrack to it, and it was in a foreign language. And it was this crazy, extremely theatrical music. Yeah. You know, like uh, accordions and clanking and right, you know, this right. crazy music. Really kind of cool. And uh, and she loved it. That's awesome. For some reason, she loved it. And we're talking like, I mean, six maybe? Yeah. Six yeah. years old. That's awesome. And she was singing along to this foreign language like it was just a sound. That's so neat. You know yeah. what I mean? It was really yeah. sort of cool and, and just her... Her, um, the things that I noticed were like, she's remembering all the words to everything. She's remembering where the songs are. Mm-hmm. Again, she was like tiny. She didn't even necessarily know how to operate the CD player, but would say it's track 12 or oh, it's yeah. after this one. Yeah, right. right. Thank you. Um, and then just, you know, just being sort of um, uh, oddly sort of soulful for such a young, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, just, and just like tuning into that, just being yeah. like, oh, this kid is... Like, number one, got something. Number two, like, found something. Mm-hmm. And just nothing but encourage, encourage, yeah, encourage. And, definitely. And, um, credit to our mom, too. Like, we've both uh, been really consistent. Like, we don't agree. We divorce, so we don't agree on everything. But we've both been very consistent with, like, encouraging our kids to just, you know, follow their passions. Oh, definitely. That's it's awesome. been huge. That's and great. Aiden, it was the same thing with, like, um, for a Father's Day gift. I'm trying to think. He must have been... He must have been maybe nine or something. And, and for a Father's Day gift, he gave me a, 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 a drawing of stick figures. They were literally stick figures. But it was, a, whole, it was a, a series of scenes of stick figures. And the stick figures were battling. They were like sword fighting. And one of them was riding in a stick figure chariot behind a stick figure horse. Right? <laughs> That's cool. <clears throat> but it was the same sort of like tuning into, you know, if and this is it goes into kind of like how i parent like i just like to tune in mm-hmm. i like to you know like yeah. just be present yeah. in what they're doing like he's giving me this thing so i'm going to look at it yeah and i'm going to like look at it i'm going to be like and i'm and i just was noticed I was like this is cool kid like actually this is like the it's stick a lot figure of, like, is and well, the, well and, and, it, and creativity and, yeah, yeah. And, and like and it's like i get it i see it like the like, like these stick figures are battling and the one that's being attacked is bending backwards mm. and the eyebrows mm. are in a, in a way that it looks worried and the i and the and the stick figure that's attacking is bent forward right. and his legs are positioned and, yeah. and and the and the eyebrows are you know fierce mm. that's cool that's you know awesome I mean? and and, yeah. and and the horse was being attacked and the horse was stumbling and there was forward motion and momentum in this mm-hmm. little stick figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So cool. Yeah, it was really cool. That's and neat. I framed it and like hung it. I was like, but it's that same sort of like my kids have tuned into something yeah. and they found it. And sure enough, like, you know, and keeping Aiden's, that alive for them. Yeah. yeah. Aiden's in art school and That's so cool. doing it and Bella's, yeah. as you know, singing. And That's great. On her way. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on a, uh, on another concept around that. Um, <clears throat> yesterday I was driving with Bella and she had come she was uh she spent a week week in Costa Rica oh last, cool last week. Yeah, awesome. so, yeah it was crazy they had such a good time and uh so she came back and and so I you know she's coming home and I said so were you psyched to come home were you ready to leave and she's like no not at all and uh so and and the way she verbalized it was she said a couple things one was um I didn't 
necessarily want to stay there. Like I thought it was cool and it mm. was beautiful, it was gorgeous, but mm-hmm. it, I, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I found where I want to live forever. It was, you know, she just said, I really appreciated where I was, but I didn't want to go home. I just wanted to go somewhere else now. Mm. Travel bug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's sort of the way I said it. It's like, yeah. so did you get the travel bug? Right. And she's like, yeah, she didn't quite know what I meant. Actually, she's yeah. like, I think, yeah. And that's, so then she described that. So then she said, um, because at home I am so unhappy. Mm. And I was like, you know, and, and I didn't, I just let her keep talking, yeah. right? We were just in a conversation and then I was going to come back to something. And, uh, so I, I don't remember what the other point was. There were two points I wanted to make, but I don't remember what the other one was mm-hmm. right now. But, it's, but I, I, wa- I needed to come back to that. So I said, well, two things to her, right? I said, well, two things. And one was, I believe, and I'm believing more and more, and you will definitely appreciate this as I, as I get older, um, that language is important. Words mm. are important and words mm. drive your yeah. attitude. Yeah. You know, and, and I... And I said, when you say, if you say, I'm so unhappy, mm-hmm. you're going to drive that you're so unhappy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where you're not really like that unhappy. Like, and, and I'm not trying to put words into her mouth, but, but I do I mean, like, I see the kid as always smiling, always laughing, mm-hmm. a bunch of like really good friends, mm-hmm. very social, very involved at school, has a passion follows her passion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and enjoys her family, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's all those components and just came back from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to take her to New York, try to take her to Boston all I can, like mm-hmm. do these things, you know, she has lots of good life experiences, not just like stuff. Right. right? Did you, ex- did she expand on that Chris though? Like when she says that, like, cause I'd be curious to, to know, cause sometimes all that stuff looks to us great. Right. But deep down, someone could just be, especially if they're extroverted, like it's very common to just yeah. have that mask up, even yeah, to yeah, people yeah. who are really close. So I'm not, and I'm not alluding and saying that Bella is unhappy, no, Chris, no, 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 but, yeah. um, but I'd just be curious as a 16 year old too, like, man, oh, <laughs> it's I like, know. so I would just be curious, like, did she expand on like, well, Bella, yeah. why, why, why do you feel unhappy? You know, uh, I, that's what I would just be curious to say. And I mean, then, we, we and then I agree, bit. like, I think there's a real important um, component to acknowledging, you know, like, all right, like right in this moment, maybe I feel unhappy. Like it's such a contrast coming back from this high, this experience of newness and going to Costa Rica and exploring and whatever, because that ignites so much like eyes opening and um, perspective. But um, so acknowledgement of maybe that she, maybe she really does feel unhappy in parts, but I think you're right. Like then helping to guide her to shift that idea of mindset and language, um, yeah, that it, internal dialogue. Um, because right, when we focus on on the maybe three things that we aren't the most content with um, and we just put our energy there, um, then that'll grow and that'll expand. But if you can acknowledge it and say, oh yeah, I, I'm not the happiest in that area and what are some things I can do to God, feel happier and I'm so grateful because I have all this stuff mm. and like keep like writing that, that down, I'm grateful for this, you know, then yeah, so... And I didn't mean to jump in, no, no, but no, I was just thinking about yeah. the acknowledgement piece is huge because I think it's easy to say like, um, like to a little to be a little bit of in fear mode. Like I I found a couple, um, a friend of mine and I've talked about this like so being so heightened and aware of our language or like you know spiritually in tune a little bit um, to you know whatever you know your higher power universe and 
um, being scared of like at all acknowledging like any right. negatives because, oh, if we put any, any energy there, right. then it's going to, but no, like it's actually reality is like, that's, I mean, that's what it means to be alive is to have all these simultaneous yeah. experiences and emotions. Balance. So acknowledging them and giving space to them, but not, um, I guess not power or control to those areas that I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah. No, yeah, 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 totally. And it's all, and also, um, one of the things that, uh, about that was, um, parenting. In yeah. General, you know, yeah. Like, like, right. like, uh, like calling the kid out yeah. on something like that right. um, in a way to just dialogue about it. Right. Exactly. You know? And I, I don't know what it feels like to have teenagers yet. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, well, they are. They yeah. are all over the place. Right. I've worked know, with a bunch, but I, I know yeah. it'll be different when they're my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, you don't, you, you don't know where, where they're at mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm super communicative with my kids and, yeah. and we are, you know, super close. Um, but to hear that, um, you know, part of me wants to, speak for her mm. you know what i mean part of me wants to mm -hmm. say no you're not yeah yeah no, you're not like look at what you have mm. but like you said she's you know you never know yeah but that's why i think it's so important to dialogue because right it might bring exactly me closer to and we didn't i, I, uh, I still might i probably will oh how great that she she even said that out loud to you like not all you know like yeah. so in many ways there was an invitation there's an opening you could come back to that yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Have, I have no problem. Yeah. Coming back to, coming <laughs> sure. back to a conversation. Right. Dialogue, right. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. I love parenting. Love kids. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It's super cool. The best, you know, job, quote unquote, <laughs> in yeah, the world, right. I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I ran into another. This is another sort of pet peeve of parenting. We, we, uh, I was with Leah and we went to go pick a young man up and, um, uh, her daughter's friend. We went to like go pick him up, and the parents said, um, "the the the parent did that thing." And I used to run into it all the time with coaching because they'd be dropping their kids off to me, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's this, it's this, you know, here he is. He's your problem now, right? Right. And that stuff just mm. makes me crazy. Mm. Like, why would you talk about your kid that way? Right, in front of them too. In front of yeah, them, especially, know. you know, I'm like. I'm so aware of that. Yeah. I'd never yeah. in a million years would I or have I, yeah. you know, and I, and when I hear it, I even go out of my way to defend the kid, mm -hmm. their own kid. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. no, no, he's a good kid. I know, I know. I enjoy his company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry you don't, but I know, you know, I know, I know it's not that serious, but right. it's like, but again, speaking to. It's language. It's, it it's is language, that, and, and the words are important, and but and also energetically as and well. And you don't know where they are. I know you don't yeah. really know where an adolescent is. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. So that little chip, yeah, chipping away at what they're feeling and where they are, and and yeah, you know, undermining their confidence that's so hard to gather in the first place mm. is like it could be it could be you know catastrophic. Mm. It makes me think of, in general, that comment you just said, we don't know where they are. We, don't, I mean, I remind myself of that all the time when you were, yeah, I mean, I'm circling back, but in general with everyone, like mm. we can observe someone on Facebook and, you know, see what they're posting and putting out there. And, um, and then we can witness someone like, you know, you were saying like, 
you know, your members witnessing you in the gym and saying, well, you don't understand how I feel. Um, but the truth is we don't, we don't know, we don't know people's real story right. unless they, you know, they start to reveal the truth and their authentic, authentic self and their vulnerability and their, you know, what they're really going through. But, but it's that whole idea. Um, I even wear this bracelet my mom gave me, but the four agreements, like be impeccable with your word. Mm. Don't make assumptions. So that huge, that's huge. Don't make assumptions about right. someone, even if you're not appreciating their, what they're doing or their comments or, um, like, we're like just how quick in general people are. And then I've caught myself, like we are to judge, but we really mm. don't know people's story until, and that's what I love also about my work. It's like holding space for people to, to land in their truth and, and just be real, like, you know, really be who they are and like share and, and work through like their stuff to, to show up even with more health and yeah. vibrancy. So, yeah. yeah. And this, the, like this young man in particular, he was, he, he was such a good kid too. Yeah. Like for his dad to say that he was, he's, Aww. and I know obviously the yeah. guy loves his kid. Right. Right. But he was such a nice kid. He's yeah. such a good boy. He's like a, junior in high school he's an athlete mm. and and from the from the the visual you know i mean he's a handsome young man he's plays baseball and he, you know, he's a little um a little stiff in his mannerisms you mm -hmm. know he's like a little mm -hmm. because and i and i think it's because he's a little cautious he's yeah. a little guarded um he wants to not uh, intrude mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. uh, um but he and and so we just met him this was the second time, but the first time it's like, you know, you just sort of meet them yeah. and, you, and you immediately judge. Yeah. You immediately right. make, make some assumptions. Right. Right. But you don't act, but I, I yeah. do cause I'm human, yeah. but I don't, I try not, I try my best not to act on them yet. Yeah. Right. I, I act on yeah. what you show me. Right. So, so what he shows me is he proves to just be this amazing kid. That's awesome. He's like amazing. Yeah. He's like, He's a, you know, he goes to uh, Dover High and he, mm -hmm. he's a baseball player and, mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's a good looking kid. And so you, know, so you make these judgments and then he, he ends up being just like, he was telling a story about how he goes down to this local basketball hoop and there's these two kids there that kind of like live in the Dover projects mm -hmm. and they're young. They're like, like fifth and sixth grade or something, but he's like, they're crazy basketball players. Yeah. He's like, and he's watching, he's like, they're, they're like. Like their next level, they're they're gonna be amazing. Yeah, he's like, but they have no, um, they have no outlet for it. Mm, they don't have the right, money to, right. to go play anything and extra, yeah, right? Yeah, and who knows what the family situation is? And 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 he's just this. These are just his kids' observations, you know. What right. I mean? and he's talked to them a little bit, and he knows them, right? And um, and he went so far as to like offer to help them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, That's like awesome. even I think he was even referring to like financially that compassion like, would like do what he could and, yeah, to let great. these kids have this like opportunity. Mm. Um, and what what was actually most impressive about him, really, um, that Leah verbalized and pointed out um, was he was so you know the situation was we, we dropped him and his and Leah's daughter and soccer blah 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 and so Leah and I were going to leave and then. Um, and eventually we had to go somewhere. So her, uh, so Leah's daughter's, Leah's ex-husband was coming, but the boy hadn't met Le her dad yet. Is that making sense? Yep. Right? Yeah. So he was nervous about it. And he was, and so her daughter got out of the car to go play. And so we, it's just the three of us now. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And so he immediately started talking about being nervous. Yeah. 
And he started talking about Which is like, so great. like should I make a, that. Yeah, yeah, should I make a game plan? Like what should I do? Like, yeah. you know, and, and we were giving him like tips. And the way she the way she put it, which I thought was really intuitive, um, but also was an impressive thing about the kid, is that he he was showing his vulnerability. That's awesome. Which is really yeah. rare. Especially right, a teenager boy. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. And so and to just not sit there and not talk to the two adults in the car. Right. Period. But then also to talk to them about something that's like showing that you're like nervous and vulnerable and Yeah. It makes me super think that the kid, you know, has some some serious potential. Yeah, definitely. You know, he was um he uh you you wrote those, so you're going to be able to. Um, uh, he uh, he said um, we were we, the first time we met. I said to him, I had just listened to this like really cool podcast, uh, this Rich Roll podcast with this guy. Like I can't remember, his, I wouldn't be able to pronounce his name if I could remember it. But he was a really amazing guy, amazing podcast. And part of it was was um, his his thing was empowering kids to to believe that they can do what they want to do, mm-hmm. have big goals, yeah. set big goals, yeah. and achieve big goals, right? Right. So I I, I just I was, this podcast was fresh in my head, and plus this is just my style. But I, I we were out to dinner, and I said to the kid, I said I know this is like a cliche and it's like typical, but genuinely interested. What are you interested in? Mm. You know, like what do yeah. you what do you think you want to do? Like that kind of stuff. And he, and, and one of the first things out of his mouth was, well, I, well, I always wanted to be a pediatric dentist. Wow. But I don't think that I'm smart enough. Mm. And so I, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And I just listened to this thing. and, And so I, you know, I put my hat on the hat of the day and I, and I, and I just went into this, you know this like passion it's just yeah. like, dude do not think that way like yeah. you know you gotta be like why not why right. can't you do it like, that's, a, it's, that's an amazing goal that's such a yeah. cool thing to do like that would be so awesome and of course you're smart enough right and then he was so clear about that like, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but i was like well, you know what do you what why what do you have to do study mm. yeah if it's hard study more yeah like there's no reason you can't mm. do it just do it mm. yeah. if you want to do it do it yeah you know yeah awesome hopefully made some impact Definitely. Supposedly I was a cool guy. Yeah. According to him. Yeah. Um, you got to go to the bathroom. I do. I do too. Okay. Uh, Hello. I good. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing. I know. After like, all my water and coffee. Yeah, <laughs> and tea. Just time to go. Yes. And I think it's like, uh, I think nervous energy as well. Mm. I was like. You're right. <laughs> I, th- I feel like a. Uh, I actually had that thought um, on the way here that you and I sort of share that sort of similar thing too. We're like, um, this isn't completely natural to us. Right, and to have headphones on. And yeah, and be, just do right. it, you know, like hear our own voice. I like know. it's sort of new and, and um, um, both have kind of nervous energy about it, but both like this openness and willing to be like, I'm okay. excited. And yeah, right, yeah, 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 I know. And like, so, yes, I will yeah. do this. Yeah, why like, not? Like I've done, I've done some stuff um, I mean, I was in a play. Did you know I was in that play maybe two years ago? No. 12, 12 Angry Men. No. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was Where? Fun. Uh, you know that theater, um, the Garrison Players yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Rollinsford? Yep. In there. That's awesome, yeah, Chris. it was awesome. Cool. Like, do you, you know Autumn? 
Yes. You know, oh, yeah. yeah you know, oh, cool. I so, think I had. Okay. Yeah. So she knew that I had done acting classes. Yeah. And like kind of liked it and wanted, you know, interested and stuff like that. So they were doing it and she's like, you, she directed it. Yeah. So she was like, you got to try out, you got to try out. So I did. And, and, um, that's it was, awesome. Oh, it was awesome. That's fun. Cause it was just like, sure. Yeah. Here we go. You know, like, yeah. let's, let's right. do it. Right. Um, everything from like memorizing lines, anxiousness yeah, to totally. being on stage, anxious, yeah. anxiousness to like fear of failure, anxiousness, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all these things. But, um, I did, uh, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're aware my sister died. You, you no. aware of that story? No. Yeah, my, my, well, my sister was murdered in oh my gosh, 19, Chris. I was afraid, like 1992. Oh my uh, gosh. Oh, it was the worst thing ever, clearly. Um, but around that came a lot of like, mm. you know, um, ability, if you will, to just do, mm. like, you just got to do this. Resiliency. This. Yeah. yeah. And, and whether you want to or not, like you got to do it. I mean, everything from, wow. um, going to the, um, support groups mm. around, you know, they, there's, um, I can't remember what it's called. I'm sp- I can't remember the name of the group. I wish I really wish I could. I don't even know if it exists anymore actually, but the idea was it was just a, a support group for families, you know, that have lost loved ones to yeah. murder specifically. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ugh. You talk about like anxious yeah. every time. Oh, of you know, it's weekly for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mind's I mean, I, I just set it mm. in my clock, mm. in my in my day planner that I'm doing whatever my mother asks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So she said, yeah. you know, obviously advised as well as you got to come with mm. me. Mm-hmm. So I would go and it was really, really hard, mm. really hard. But mm. it would, every time it was, you know, cathartic, it was like, mm. oh, and I felt like that was all, you know, you'd, you'd still come away like high. Yeah. You'd come, come away yeah. and be like, and imagine the friends we made and lifelong. I'm grateful that you, you did go. Yeah. And then, uh, I think the hardest thing I have ever done in my life was um, I was asked to be on a panel for um, unsolved crimes because at the time it was unsolved. Wow. Um, And it was maybe uh, at least 10 years since she was murdered at the time. And um, there was a a, a conference for... um, professionals in the um um god how do you phrase this not the murder business not the the loss business but the um it was at the state house in massachusetts Mm. and it was it was a a conference for um victim professionals like victim advocates and things like that and my my uh presentation was on unsolved murders wow and so so my mother said will you do this? Mm, and she's yeah. like, and I'm the moderator, she says. So there were two people on the panel, me and someone else. Wow. And she was the moderator. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. Like, Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And, um, and I got this advice from people. They said, you know, like, you know, really plan well and write down what you're going to do and, you know, mm. be prepared. And, and, uh, and, and it wasn't for a long time, actually. It was it, like by the time I met with them, it was several months later was this thing. So I yeah. had a lot of time to prepare. But when I was, and I, so I, I just began thinking about it and I was walking across the Boston Commons back to work 
And while I was walking across the commons, I see this out of the corner of my eye, I see this girl leaning down, feeding pigeons. And I immediately, my, my first reaction was like, oh, there's Kathy oh, feeding pigeons. Wow. And it would be like us to yeah. run into each other randomly like yeah. that. And the girl just resembled her in some way. Mm. And so... So now that so now I just started observing that and I was just like that's Im- like imagine imagine that I've just come from a meeting yeah about being on a panel for unsolved murders mm. of my sister and I'm walking through the common and I actually my brain won't process that she's like gone, gone. yeah right? it yeah. was intense it was wow, wild Chris. yeah. And, and so that's what I decided I was going to talk about, mm. even though it wasn't specifically yeah. uh, unsolved. Yeah. Uh, but in, in essence, it all sort of is, you know, yeah. and so I'm dealing with these people that are, that are victim advocates, so they're dealing with people that have had this loss. Yeah. So my big message was, and, and I also made the decision at that time, I'm not writing anything down. Mm. I just, I made up my mind what I was going to talk about and I'm just going to go talk about it. Right. Speak from your heart. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. have no experience, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and I, so then, and mm. this is just talking about like doing something like this, like that sort yeah. of willingness to, to put yourself out there. Right. And, and to I, trust that whatever comes out is meant to, you know, like I yeah, just, I, I believe yeah. the same thing. And matter. I got up there and it was like, I mean, I can't mm. even remember a hundred people in the room. I mean, wow. it was just like this packed room and it was like, and go, you yeah. know what I mean? And like yeah. go, and you're just like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was just like, I think the first thing I did was burst into tears. Yeah. And then like apologize for um, the fact that I'm about to swear a lot. I was going to say, yeah, right. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, I was just yeah. like. Yeah. You know, I, I, Showing I the like, whole I'm, spectrum of emotions, yeah, yeah. right? Totally yeah. unprepared. And I'm just, I'm going off the cuff and yeah. all I'm going to do is swear and I could barely talk. And yeah. I was just looking out, everyone's like bawling. Oh. <laughs> it was like, that was the best one because everyone was just yeah. like, holy shit, this poor kid. Yeah. This poor freaking kid. Wow, Chris. Yeah, it was wild. But the, imagine the learning curve of, of oh. like, yeah. yeah, I can pretty much do anything. I got through I that. Just say yeah. yes. You know, right. It was wild. Wow. Crazy talk. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, I'm. This has been awesome. Thank you for. Oh my God! Yeah, thank you so much fun. for coming. It was awesome. You were the perfect, the perfect first. Really cool. Yeah. Um. So why don't you take an opportunity just now to to like plug specifically any core nourishment? Like, where can people get in touch if they want to? Yeah. Better their world. Um, well, and I appreciate that. I'm in the process of launching a new website. So that's the, oh, cool. the, the, it's a great thing. Um, although it feels a little unsettling because right now my former website is not on, but people can find me definitely on Facebook. Um, I have my core nourishment Facebook page. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, oh, cool. do you like, like LinkedIn? Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I'm like plugging that and I'm not even, I'm figuring it out. I yeah. feel like, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me it's important. Um, I get these invites and I, and yeah. like just sort of randomly from really ran, like my Random cousin, people. like I don't yeah, even know what's the way your business. Works, I like, know. Is it, is, did you do this on purpose or I is know. it a weird? I think you can, I think when I was figuring it out or when I first signed up for it, you have this option to send invites to your contacts. And I think some people just say, go uh, for it. And oh, then it literally oh, sends oh. it to every single gotcha. person in your contacts. Right, right. I guess I ever, figured that, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think it's important. I mean, I'd like to believe it is because it's a way to, to really be networking and connecting. Um, I, I can't say I've been 
probably utilizing it in the most optimal way. It's something I'm, I want to like just explore and figure out a little bit more, but I, um, I need to update it. But yeah, I do know more and more people are, are on it. So, right. Um, not to bring up like a whole nother subject, but that, but that's a huge, just technology and doing business. Oh my goodness. It's like, like what can't you like, what do you have to be aware of? I know. which gets into parenting and technology. Well, you know, it's it's been something that I've been really conscious about um, in my own experience with my, you know, this coach I'm working with mm. is I mean, I just catch myself. I like to believe I'm not, um, that I'm pretty mindful with my technological, like, um, uses, mm. but... But like, I don't mean to swear, but holy shit, Chris, I'm, yeah. I, the amount of times I'll catch myself like checking my phone for my oh, email yeah, and like yeah. back on Facebook. Oh, did yeah. someone respond? Did someone like my video? Literally, right, oh, like someone messaged me. I must get right back to them. There's this like level of multitasking and urgency that has like heightened dramatically for us now in this like day and age. I and know. and it makes me like that much more talk about wanting to, you know, be role models for our kids like I'm trying to be so much more conscious about that in front of my kids because I don't want them to remember oh mom looking mm. at her phone saying one more one minute one minute or mm. um and it's a challenge being an entrepreneur and and a single mom like you know there are times where I do do need like attend to a couple work things when my kids are around but I try to be very clear with them yeah. and that look at this is just 10 minutes I'm doing this and then I'm with them you know um but it's something I've just been catching myself Huge. more and more and I'm trying to find more boundaries because when we think about our energy you know anytime and I just heard this statistic from my coach and it blew me away but there's like research out there and statistic that anytime we pull ourselves away from our like project or task or whatever it is what we're focusing on in our block time um, for like, let's say an hour, we were talking about the, the chunk time of hours, yeah, but yeah. an hour, I'm going to work, spend this hour that I'm not seeing a client like on my website. And then I'm um, like working on like website copy and then, oh, let me just check my phone for a second. Or if someone's calling, I'll just pick that up. If more than two minutes, like pulled away from that specific task or project, we are 40% most likely, like we're going to be 40% less productive when yeah. we come back to that task than oh, we yeah, would have yeah, been if we yeah. had just simply stayed focused. Absolutely. And I'm, and so this is like what I'm currently really working to draw on. You in. Totally. And I'm really trying to work on this because, um, I, I'm trying to figure out how I can be even more productive with my time and, and energy with all that I do. And, um, and yes, like increase my energy so that I have, have more for my yeah. work and, and for then my the clients. Battle, and the frustrating battle is that, to be more productive and successful, you also need to spend energy and time learning and right. mastering and having the technologies the you're trying that. to exactly. like, like avoid and escape from. It's infuriating. Right. So it's picking just one focus for now. I mean, but, it right. always, but it's constantly changing. I know like it right is. now, like supposedly this. Snapchat. I know, which I've like heard recently, and I haven't. One of the most out. powerful. <laughs> ways to yeah, reach people i know I'm like how i know Weird, like I what's that one i haven't done that one yet yeah. but yeah i know so i'm pretty much people can find me on facebook instagram twitter although i'm still trying to figure out twitter i tend to just do the like link my instagram to twitter and facebook but yeah. um um, thank you for asking. Um, um, Annie under core nourishment is my business page. Um, right. Annie Wagner. I feel like more people know me for my name. So that's why I'm, um, my new website is going to be anniewagner.com. Um, oh, cool. that's a good um idea. core nourishment is still on there. Um, because yeah. you know, that's like the umbrella of all the various <laughs> things that I yeah. offer and do. Um, but that's yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's something to be, that's a good thing to be aware of. Yeah. Because I think you're right. Like at least my 
um, perception of your persona is mm. people know Annie. Mm. They know Annie, Annie Wagner. You Thank know, you. Corn yeah. Orphan's just a name. Yeah, trying something. to brand myself, you know, and yeah. then I'm still in that process of. Yeah. I think that's po- yeah. a powerful brand. I think when mm. people brand themselves, mm-hmm. it's, it's oftentimes more successful than, like, maybe it should be the Chris Dempsey podcast, not Wouldn't It Be Cool podcast. Yeah. Uh, Who knows how it'll evolve? It's yeah, so cool. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm open to yeah. evolution. Yeah. So that's that's it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And um, I'm teaching at Bar Logic right now in Portsmouth and at Childlet Yoga in Dover. So, um, and offering private sessions with the health coaching as well as the yoga and core and personal training. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love you. Love you too. Thanks for this opportunity. It's oh, awesome. Yeah. Excellent.